Welcome to the Apple of Truth and our sixth and final summoning episode for the TV show Lucifer. No! I know, I know, I'm also heartbroken. But ends mean beginning, right? Every end brings a new beginning. That sounds better. Yeah, let's go with that one. Yeah, because when a body is decomposing, it actually turns into fuel for new life. Exactly. I didn't mean end as in death, but let's go with that analogy. I mean, who knows what beautiful new flowers will grow from the decaying corpse of Tao Das Lucifer. Yeah. I now have this analogy and now I'm going to run with it the entire episode. I'm... Not sorry. Okay, so welcome everybody. As we said, this is going to be a drinking one. So if you don't want to listen to us rumbling about bullshit, eh, with vaguely related <laughs> Lucifer stuff, let's go with that. Uh, I uh, recommend to skip this episode and just move forward. If you enjoyed the last summoning episode, you should definitely stick with us. Though, full disclaimer, this time we are not starting drunk. We started drunk last time? Yes. I don't remember that. Because we talked for half an hour, then we recorded the switcheroo segment, and then we actually recorded the episode. But we did shots in between those yes. things. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We so, only did one shot so far, so yeah. you all are safe. For now. For now. Okay. <laughs> See, that was perfect for me. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. But like last time, this is going to be more or less the same outline so if you listen to the last summoning episode in theory you know what's coming but since we never know what's coming who know what reality will bring in theory you know what's what's about to happen however it is still the two of us it's still real life and not a fantasy so that was another yes broken song reference i do currently have bohemian rhapsody playing in my head from the beginning thank you very much it's gonna keep happening for the next seven minutes maybe if i burst out lyrics every once in a while please apologize i mean please excuse me um you let me go miss bernardo we will not let you go let it go we'll not let you go let me go go I hate us! Okay, we are going to start with the Lucifer-related stuff before we dissolve into more or less Lucifer-related stuff and then we lose all contact with reality and just become drunken messes. Sounds great. No promises as to how long each segment is gonna last. I love how we we have, just for the listeners at home, we do have little timestamps as like how long is each segment expected to be and it's never never we have it in those notes for the last at least three summoning episodes but it's never anywhere near that and if you're a patron you have access to our bonus material which includes the notes of the shows so if you want to know what our plan was become a patron thank you now let's get into it first of course we have to talk about the most and least character development that happened in season six. Indubitably. And I don't know if you uh, were as thorough as me, but I made sure I would not reuse the same characters as last time. I was not as thorough, but I'm happy to let you start. Because I did my picks. Mm-hmm. I chose my choices. 
I did my deuce. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, this feels <laughs> awfully familiar. And so I went to my notes from the Summoning Five and was like, well, maybe because it's literally the same thing I've written last time. <laughs> so to refresh your memory, last time my most developed character was, of course, Dan. And my least developed character was Linda. And all of my arguments that I had written down were just as valid this time around. And then I was like, it's boring. So I deleted everything and I did two new picks. Ooh, nice. And so I went as most character development in season six with a mana deal. That was definitely one of the characters that I have considered. Tell us why. But it's not your choice. It is not not my choice. No. Okay. No, no. I went with Amenadiel because he goes from the end of season five, maybe being just dead is enough, to end of season six, he is now literally father of all, which is the Kodeshimar's perfect evolution of maybe being dead is enough, because now he's literally dead, while also finding additional purpose and contact with humanity in fighting. I hope he's not just limiting himself to one issue, but we see the example of him to continue to fight the systemic racism within the police force. Mm -hmm. So I would hope that now being father of all, he will uh, expand his fighting issues and uh, influence where he can. Oh, that's great, great reasoning. Yeah, I agree with you there. I have to admit, I did consider Dan as well because his change of situation is very noticeable because he starts this season in hell and he ends it in heaven. So obviously that is a massive development. And going to heaven happens only because he does such a relevant character growth and self-revelation and everything. However, Dan didn't end up being my pick. My pick is actually Rory. Ah! And let me tell you why. Okay. Rory shows up at, I think, in the last scene of episode one, is it? We see her foot. We see her feet. Yeah. Yeah. Her shoes. we, (laughs) We see her shoe and her stockings in episode one and then from the first couple of episodes there on we see an angry teenager and regardless of her not being a teenager that we which we find out over she time, is a teenager for angels i mean given how yes. ancient and immortal they are she is angry she is resenting she is hateful and she is in a massive massive amount of pain and then when you look at her at the very end she understands she goes on the journey with Lucifer with Chloe with everybody else there where she turns all of that pain and resentment and everything into something productive into something good within her and that is the only thing that allows her to come back to her own timeline so she needs to change and grow and love essentially, in order to be able to end up where she ends up. So to me, that was a massive, massive change, especially because it's a brand new character for the season. It just worked for me. Also, I was very sure that I didn't choose her before. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Very good point. Her being a new character is actually the only reason why I didn't put her in either segment, because I feel that we have not spent enough time with her, that it would feel fair for me to compare her evolution and growth to the other characters. Also, I feel that they spent too much time with her being angry and then having her grow very, very quickly without us having the relation with the character to make it fully plausible. 
yeah, which is you have a, why. Also, you have definitely I kind of had to that. check myself because I love the the actress so much, and so I didn't want to show what? favoritism. That is a brand new information. <laughs> All right, I got us started on most, so you have to get us started on least. Okay, this was a very difficult one for me because there was definitely a bunch of different candidates. I ended up choosing Eve and okay. it's because she did, in my opinion, most of her growing in the previous seasons. And unfortunately, we didn't get her on screen enough for her to get a chance to give us a actual proper character arc. So uh, she, to me, mostly served this season to finish Maze's story. She wasn't yeah. in focus. She was a tool, not a person in this season. Yes, yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing because we needed to focus on other things. But emotionally, I feel like Eve has gotten there already in the last season. And therefore, she didn't need to address any specific issues that she had. And the little details that we do get aren't really that life-changing. So for me, that was Eve. I mean, the one great thing that we see is her like putting up the final boundary with Mace. So I'm fully with you, but... She did not have enough time with us this season for me to consider her for this position because okay. I felt it would have been unfair to judge her harshly because we simply did not get to spend any time with her. See, and this I is feel why I'm saying it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but I, I still feel it still feels bad to give someone the least character development slot, and I didn't want to punish Eve, who already has been punished by the writers by not being an active part or as an active part as we would like her to be in this season. So I didn't want to do that. Yes. Your argumentation, though, that <laughs> she basically has finished all her growing in the previous season is the same argumentation I'm using for my pick. And my pick is Chloe. Oh, see, I couldn't go with Chloe because I had Chloe last time. And that's definitely the only reason. Because in my opinion, Chloe's growth arc was pretty much done last season and everything she does in this season is a loop because she goes back to work she goes back to being a police officer yes with a new defined purpose this time around but still she will always be a police officer within herself this is going to be part of her identity so her going back if i wanted to be a mean person is actually a step back and not a step forward. So, like you said, growth was done last season and everything we see this time, I mean, we even complained about it in certain positions. Like, why are they arguing about this? We already sorted this out last season. Why is this still a thing? When we have the whole, is she his daughter? Is she not his daughter? When they fight um, while Lucifer is flying around the world, figuring out all his uh, potential hookups and everything. Like, the only things we see are tiny setbacks or tiny stepbacks. And then she goes back to the position that she's already in. In her defense, though, I'm going to say she did get a lot of those setbacks because she was affected by the necklace. At least that was my kind of understanding. Yes. A lot of the bad ones. But also, once the necklace is gone, she is pretty much on the back burner on many decisions and everything. Yeah. So... It's definitely... She's not the main character in this season, for sure. Yeah. Like, most notably to me, it's how not in focus she is during Lucifer Rory final interaction scene, for example. Yeah. The fact that she's not in the montage 
of Lucifer's last day on Earth. She's not there with them at the beginning yeah. for like most of the day. That is actually, yeah, yeah very much back burner. But that's something that I'm going to come back to eventually a little bit later in my notes. We're going to talk about that. Well, this was interesting and partially unexpected. <laughs> I did not see you pick Rory and Eve for your characters, I must Ooh. say. Yeah, so. I was trying to, to go with something slightly different that I normally would. Uh, so you, you're trying to be edgy and new. Obviously. I mean, that's that's my uh, middle name. Oh, Vero so Nathan. you're, you're being Vero edgy and new. You're being Vogue, it's okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm being a hipster. <laughs> no, no, no. That's if you're cool before Choose the rest. No, I'm, I'm choosing the um, unconventional choices. The thing that the people who will become cool and hip in the future, but I'm setting trends already. Uh-huh. Okay, but I'm, yeah. I don't do it for... Fa- for uh, for the clout. No, no, no. You're yeah, just... No, no, no. It's just who you I are. I just do it. It's this yeah. who I am, yeah. <laughs> so wait, do we drink a shot now or do we... No, no, okay. no. We start doing shots back to back now. This is going to end badly. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um. Next up, we have... Your favorite relationship on the show, no repeats in caps. So I made sure that I pick a pairing that I have not picked in the past. Me too. Good. My favorite relationship in season six is, drum roll, Ella and Carol. Aww, that's a great choice. Because, I mean, what, what do you even need me to say? It's so fucking obvious. They are amazing for each other. The season even took the time to set up their relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. We get to spend a surprising amount of time actually with Carol. Like True. in the opening of the season, we have the whole episode where Ella stalks his apartment and everything because of her PTSD and everything. Then of course we have the sleepover episode where he picks her up and helps her come to terms with being left out of the loop. And in the final montage, of course, he is there when baby Rory is being brought home. So he obviously was fully integrated into this group of her friends and everything, which in my opinion is part of a very healthy relationship when your partner gets integrated into the relevant social cue that you have. So mm-hmm. there was no question for me. Ella and Carol is my favorite relationship of season six. Yay. Well, as in the last segment, I made sure in a different way that I am not going with a relationship that I have chosen before. Well, Carol made that sure for me, so... <laughs> I went with Rory and Lucifer. I am noticing a trend here, my dear. <laughs> Do you now? I know that you have voiced that multiple times over the season that uh, certain parts of their relationship were rushed for you. But for me, it was just a really beautiful piece of writing to watch how same, exactly the same personalities they are. It was delightful to watch them clash, but then eventually finding their way to each other. Mm. Because it was very much obvious from the moment we realized that she is indeed his daughter that they are exactly the same people. They are very similar characters. Yeah. Having two same personalities, creating a relationship, trying to find a way to each other. In fairness, it's one of the nicest things that I can watch 
it's one of my favorite things, one of my favorite tropes. So I really, really enjoyed that. And they each struggle with their own things, but the struggle was essentially the same. And the fact that they connect through music, oh, yeah. that that is the first thing that they find that brings them both joy, even doing it together. Yeah, it bridges the distance between them first when words cannot. Yes. So yeah, that's why. Good argumentation. I, okay. I have nothing uh, to say against this. <laughs> you might even think I thought about it. What? I know, so unlike me. That's incredible. Why would we ever do this? Before we go into the top freeze, mm-hmm. I say it's time for the second shot. Oh, I suddenly. Well, I was looking at the, like, okay, eh. Oh my god. This what is were you looking at? Uh, I was looking at my um... shot list. No. Alcohol shelf. Calendar. No. Timeline. No. What's the. It's not headliner. It's the line above a group of text. The. The heading! I was looking at the different headings of the segments. I was like, okay, where where is it sensible to add shots? Hmm. It's like, okay. You should so write them into the notes next time. Yeah, well, the, the future summoning episodes are gonna have to be different. If there are any. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, I need to close this. Oh god. Put this I think away. I know what that is. Yeah, that's the that's the hazelnut. Yeah. Yes. Okay, are you ready, woman? This is the second shot. Number two. Boop. Number two. Yeah. <sighs> Every time. Oh, it better. really does taste like tequila. No, no, no. This was much better. But it doesn't have a the the burning aftertaste. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> If it burns, talk to your doctor. Um, we are now entering the top three segment <laughs> where we talk about top threes for different things. The first top three we need to talk about is, of course, our top three favorite episodes of season six, which, given that this season only had 10 episodes, should not have been as difficult as it was. It was quite difficult, I agree. Are we going to do it from the worst or from the best? So you have a top one, top two, top three rating for you. Yes. Good. Me as well. So we can go top three, top two, top one. Perfect. I started the relationships. So you start with your top three. Okay. So my third most favorite episode, and I say that with a great reserve because I really like this season and it works mostly for me as a whole. So it was very difficult to choose, but I ended up choosing Save the Devil, Save the World because it has been a great way to introduce flashbacks that are not really flashbacks. It had hilarious moments, yeah. Loads of ways to make us nostalgic, made me cry multiple times. We have the montage in this one and it just brought these things and feelings up and uh, it was a lot. So that's why I went this as a third most favorite episode. For me, it was also very hard to choose my top three episodes, but mostly because when I went through my notes, it was extremely difficult to find an episode where I wasn't complaining. <laughs> so, Boo. yeah. Um, Fake fun. Because apparently I had a lot more gripes with season six than I realized when I started looking at it retrospectively. So my third place is My Best Fiend's Wedding. Simply because Aww. this is where Mace and Eve get married. Yeah, that's a great choice. I'm still so fucking incredibly happy that we not only have this canonically queer couple, but we also have a happily ever after 
for this queer couple. Yes. So there was no fridging. There was no danger of fridging. There was nothing. There was nothing unsavory. There was nothing unhealthy. They worked through their issues. And and this was such a perfect conclusion, even and especially with the addition of Adam so that Eve would get the chance to work through her, like, still not address trauma. And it was just fucking beautiful. And so, yeah, yeah, that is my number three. Great choice. With my second most favorite episode, I went with Nothing Ever Changes Around Here. That is my top. That is my top one. Yeah. It was a bit of a battle. I decided to go with this one for second because I really, really enjoyed This is probably the one episode, if I look back, that actually has a police case yeah. attached to it. Yeah. What I really, really loved about this episode was the way it was shot. The angles and the camera moving through the magician house that I don't remember the name of. but It, it was, was the Magic Castle. Magic Castle, thank you. It was just beautiful. It was an amazing season opener because it gave us so many questions that would keep us engaged throughout the season Mm -hmm. while still keeping us entertained, keeping us in touch with the characters and everything. They found a reason to bring in the police force and why Chloe would have to be involved in this and everything and showed how hard it is for her to let go. So this was definitely one of my favorite season openers in general Mm -hmm. and this is why it was actually my top one pick okay what was your second so my top two pick is goodbye lucifer (laughs) is that your number one that's my number one perfect (laughs) because in my opinion episode nine of season six was one of the best episodes in general for a tv show to give a goodbye to the viewers, to the characters, to the actors and to the show. So they really managed to give all these different levels the needed time and space. Mm -hmm. And this is why I really, really love this episode. It gave enough space for the emotions while giving us mostly full or at least satisfactory wrap-ups for our characters. And also it showed us as the external parasocial consumers how important everything was for the people running the show, playing the roles, being involved in it and everything. Yeah. All of these reasons are (laughs) why this was my favorite. And I agree. These two episodes, it was head to head. Yeah. I I couldn't decide. I could. Yeah, exactly. I could flip them very easily. So for me, why it ended up being number one is it just felt like an emotional goodbye. We still have an episode after that, but this is the emotional wrap up for the show for me. The next one is just making sure that there are no no loose ends. Friends, yeah. There's no threats, there's a bit of action, there's a bit of blood, there's some fight scenes, (laughs) stuff like that. More tears. We don't really, yeah, yeah, obviously more tears, obviously the ending itself. But episode nine is the emotion. This is where we go if I'm going to want to rewatch this to say goodbye to the characters or watching them saying goodbye to each other. This is the episode that I'm going to watch. The reason why it's the second spot and not the first spot is that I'm not happy with how they wrapped up everything in this episode. And so... Because I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> I gave it the second space and not the first. You know you well. I mean, come on. It's not surprising if you listen to the last 98 episodes of this show. <laughs> We've managed to get out our favorite episodes. With no backup. I'm so proud of us. I know. <laughs> usually we are way less organized. I don't think that's the right word. Anyway, no. usually we, we are way worse. Usually we don't follow the rules that well. 
Yeah, yeah, rule breakers, that's us. Heartbreaker. Sorry. Man eater. Oh yeah, man eater, always. Okay, as for the general music, before I get into that, I would like to point out that if you feel that I sound different... It's because you, you used your new laptop! Yes, yes, also, I am using my... Finally, I managed to figure out how to make my new laptop from March work, but uh, it is now August. No, it's not August. But technically, when you hear this, it's August. Uh, but also, I have not drank as much alcohol as last time. So uh, we are so we are recording this after a few weeks after we recorded uh, the rest of this, and because I was a little slow and forgot to prepare this general general bit about the music. Here I come back, like a lot of our artists, <laughs> to tell you. Nice. Everything I have found. Now, we've done a really nice wrap-up in season five, where I counted a lot of things, a lot of repeated artists and stuff. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Very unfortunately, we don't get that many repeated artists in season six. Because it's a shorter season, and in general, the concept and the way it's made, it has way less music in it than uh, previous seasons. We've only gotten up to 57 songs in this season alone to compare uh in a previous season in season five we had 103 songs so uh, even though we had uh there is a very big difference in the number of episodes there's also a big difference in the number of songs we uh, have a lot of new artists featured here but we have a couple of return ones a great comeback is done by iggy pop who had a song in season five called candy and opens season six with his amazing passenger we get emma kern and laces those are two different artists that both had featured songs in season five and season six so thank you for coming back you were great and not only we have repeat repeat artists we even have a song that have been featured before i completely forgot about it when we were recording the episode itself but as i was putting together the list of songs that i i'm creating a little document where all the songs are written down as i was going through that i realized bust a move by young mc have been already on the show and what? it's been in season 2 episode 4 lady parts i could probably go and find where exactly it was used but I will not because I didn't write it down. Lady Parts is the episode where Mace tries to befriend Chloe and it all ends up in the massive bar brawl where they get into a fight and, and smash things. And do you remember which one? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, very vaguely. Uh, they're also in the main plot. They're chasing a serial, serial killer. There is some implants involved some poisonings, stuff like that. Nothing important except for the mega big fight where all the ladies go out and get really, really drunk. And it's Mace, Linda, Ella, and Chloe, completely shit-faced at Lux. No, in a tiki bar where the tiki karaoke bar. is. yes, yes. And they sing karaoke and they get completely smashed and they get into a massive fight. So that's all you need to know about this episode. Now, since this is the last kind of a throwback about the music. I would like to do some numbers about my devils in the music. First time that I actually referred to my music segment as devils in the music in my notes is in season three, episode three, Mr. and Mrs. Mazakin Smith. That means that I have officially made 
60 devils in the music. 60! 60. 60. Incredible, right? Which means that I'm missing 33. To have 69. <laughs> yeah, 60 and 33 equals <laughs> no, 69. <laughs> Where did that come from? I'm sorry. <laughs> Close enough. But basically, the first 33 episodes, there were sprinkled information about different songs and different albums and different artists, but it did not become an official segment in a bonus episode until season three, episode three. So if you want to hear details about 60 different songs, become a patron and go through our backlog of our bonus episodes starting season three, episode three. Have fun. Upon hours, upon hours. Indeed. I even noticed that one of my Devils in the Music is like three sentences long. I Incredible. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. In fairness, that was a very, very, very new artist, even though that artist have been featured again a season later. So yeah, there you go. Fun fact. Should we put like info available for everyone? What songs and topics we have covered in the Devil segment so that they know? We could do like a little post on our Patreon, like a public post on our Patreon with a PDF document. Like an overview. Like yeah. The same way we also uh, we could attach the sheet with all the songs that have ever been on yeah. Lucifer that you created. Yeah, that is not yeah. completed yet, but we are all no, but once... over halfway there. <laughs> Whoa, we're halfway there. Uh, no. Living on a prayer. Um, I think we already had this song in this recording. Either before or after this. Um, but... <laughs> sorry. Uh, but maybe this should be the final post on Patreon for the Lucifer before we go into the hiatus. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. This was... That would be nice. Not everybody wants idea. to have access or needs to have access to that. But it will yeah. be up there for you to yeah, download and then they slash know, read. They know what they would be getting access to. So, yeah. Cool. Like you it. can do your own research if you want to. It's all up to you. Okay. Good. Now, that's not it. Oh, sorry. That, hmm. I, I have a few fun. more numbers before we get to move on. Now, though Clergy unfortunately didn't make any comeback in season six, it still has nine songs featured in the whole series, which makes them the most used artist. Clergy, right? Love them. Mm -hmm. They closed season five for us and they will forever live in our hearts. Aww. Now, Lucifer cast has have covered three songs in this season, none of which is currently available online. We are hoping that they will additionally cover those three songs or release the audio of those. Fingers crossed, especially for a Bridge Over the Troubled Water. But there is 21 songs that are released. Unfortunately, it's not all of the things that they've ever done on the show. They've done more. But out of that, eight belong to the musical episode that they did in season five. And the rest of them, the 13, has been kind of sprinkled through season one to five. So they basically released two albums. We know that one has 13 songs and one has eight songs. So hopefully we're going to get a little bit more. We all crossing our fingers. But this is it. This is the overview of the music. What is the most important thing that the music of Lucifer given you? This is my question mm -hmm. for you. For me, um, what is the most what is the most important thing that the music of Lucifer has given me? It has given me three things. 
It has given me insight and discovery of artists that I haven't known before and mm-hmm. that I now very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. It has given me the opportunity to learn stuff about artists I thought I knew, either by proxy because you educated me or in the few exceptions where I did it myself for the Switcheroo segment. And also I feel that it set a certain bar for me in the way how music is how music can be used in a TV show. Because other shows, of course, have played around with this. And of course, music is often used in other movies and TV shows and everything. But this explicit level on picking songs with specific titles and sometimes even artist names, I don't think I've seen on any other show. And so now this has become kind of my uh, expectation level and most other shows fall flat. Aww. Except, of course, Our Flag Means Death, which you still haven't watched, but duh. I still have two days to watch it before Gish. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I know. So, uh, clock's ticking, woman. But no, so it has raised my expectation level when it comes to music within classic television, basically. Yeah, I can't disagree with anything you said. You are absolutely <laughs> right. It's really funny how when uh, I started doing a season five rewatch with my sister, because now... I don't have to kind of hold the information back and she can watch along with me. I can. I don't have to stop the episode when she watches with me to make mm. notes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's horrible to watch something with someone who's actually doing a podcast on it. Like, it's not yeah, enjoyable. It is not. I have to say, it was playing in the background when I was editing the finale the other day. <laughs> and literally every single time a music, a song came on, I stopped editing, took out my headphones and I was like, this is such a good song. <laughs> Like every single time. (laughs) That is also a thing because we have the playlist. And if I don't know what I want to listen to, that is one of my go-to playlists because it always works. There's everything in it. There's everything. Yeah. But there's also nothing bad in it. And that's like the thing. Yeah. Thank you, Lucifer. To me... Uh, the biggest thing to me, the biggest thing that I've gotten out of this show music wise is Kaleo. My obsession with their music and now having seen them live with them as the human beings as well. Excuse me. Ugh. JJ is hot. <laughs> I am putting it on record. But no, regardless, I didn't know how they looked like until I saw them live for the first time. So to me, it wasn't necessarily, it was never about their looks. It was always about their music until I actually saw them. Well, now it's about both. Now it's about both. Why not both? Porque no los dos. Donde esta la biblioteca? So yeah, basically, this is like the biggest contribution to my life that this show has given me music-wise because now I'm getting a chance to see them in different cities around Europe and stuff like that. And it's very entertaining and it's very good and it really, their music really speaks to me. And it's been a really long time since I listened to something and I don't think I've ever listened to anything that's current and got this obsessed so I usually focus on old music (laughs) I think the one thing that I have taken from this music wise the most is now I can be a smartest about even more things than before oh that's another thing every time I hear randomly a song that has been featured on Lucifer it's the actual moment it's the actual moment yeah yeah, and I happen to have made uh, Devils in the Music on it I'm like oh Mm -hmm. did you know yeah (laughs) or even I do that with your fun facts as well like when you when you do a deep dive and Devils in the Details on something and then like just it happens randomly it randomly comes up comes up 
actually, I, I have, have some more information on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so smart. So that is definitely <laughs> one of the biggest uh, influences the music of Lucifer because of this podcast has have has had on my life because I love being a fucking smart ass pain in the ass anyway. <laughs> I love sharing little information nuggets. Um, now I have even more opportunity and uh, options to share absolute relevant information with people. Okay. And that's it with the music. Yay! I forgot hey. what I forget which part comes next, but uh enjoy No, enjoy coming back to Drunk Vero and Drunk Lena. Bye. <laughs> Cut. Next thing we're going to do is we're going to be talking about music. And for this, we are citing our three favorite songs and we are disregarding anything that was cast sang. That's a separate category. No shadow of a doubt, no contest whatsoever this time on that. For the cast song, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be bridge, bridge over, over troubled water. water. Yes. That obviously it was going to happen. Yeah. But for our favorite songs that I have yet. no rating this time. Yeah. It's just three songs. I have three songs. I have put them in order, but they could be interchangeable very, very exactly. easily. So we're just going to go one by one. Okay. Do you want to start this time? I can start us off because this is also one of the first songs that actually plays this season. And this is Passenger by Iggy Pop. One of the first songs. The actual first song of the season. <laughs> Yeah, I considered putting him on the list because it's fucking Iggy Pop. But we only have three slots. So I really tried not to go with my Devils in the Music. But yeah, I pretty much only picked your Devils in the Music yeah, choices. Basically, on my list, I did a short list. And about 90% of my short list are all my Devils in the Music songs. And plus some extra. I mean, how is that surprising? You picked the songs you picked because you love them the most. So, duh. Okay, so I'm going to start with I Just Died in Your Arms by Cutting Crew. Well, that is the second song that I picked. I think you You should pick a different one then. I did not prepare a backup because <gasps> I okay, have... Okay, well, in that case, I'm going to pick a different one. I'm going to go with You Ain't Woman Enough by Loretta Lynn. Good choice. Not on my list. <laughs> Good. Phew. <laughs> I don't even remember when that song was. When was that song? It's... Oh, God. It's one of the episodes. <laughs> really? Wow. No, wait, wait, wait. We can... We can... Where's the list? We have a list. Oh yeah, true. There's the I list. Okay, what's it again? You woman ain't enough. woman enough. You. Oh, I'm in the wrong season. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not there. It's season one. It's episode one, two, three, four. It's the penultimate song in episode four. I feel like it's some sort of a fight or something. Good, 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 good. Okay. So this is your first pick. That's my first pick. Well, my second pick I already spoiled, but now that I have this list open, I can actually switch over to another song. And that is, I'm going to go with My Body is a Cage by Peter Gabriel instead. Very good. Very good. Uh, it is also on my shortlist. Which nearly became my Devils in the Music switcheroo, but I then found a better one. And so I didn't pick it. I have decided to put on my list Jacob Banks' Found, which is the song that plays with the, uh, not Destiel, Decker Star Mo <laughs> Mont <laughs> Decker Star Montage. 
Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. Uh, okay, yeah, so, so second song, great song choice. My third pick is of course the song that I picked for this episode's Switcheroo Devils in the Details. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Devils in the Music because this is what I am doing for the summoning episode and that is Champagne Supernova by Scala and the Kolakni Brothers. Very nice. It is a great song. It is also on my shortlist. But I have decided to go with the one song that I have a regrets. Regret. I don't really have a regret for not doing Devils in the Music on it. But in it was between this song and another song. And is it Hazy Shade of Winter? It is absolutely Hazy Shade of Winter. Yes! Because I remember you being like, oh no, I really want to cover this song, but I have to do Unchained Melody. You have to do Unchained... If you have Unchained Melody, you have to cha- do Unchained Melody. But Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bangles. And I feel like it would be a great wait i'm actually considering maybe doing some sort of a thing if we're gonna do the bonus thing where i'm gonna cover this one i would have to cover multiple but the bangles for fuck's sake the bangles yeah so uh uh, the Bengals. This concludes the three general songs and we've already spoiled the favorite cast song because there is absolutely no contest that we are both in agreement. It is, of course, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Absolutely. Because what else could it be? As a matter of fact, we are recording it a day after Brianna and, well, not Brianna and Tom, but when they were shooting the karaoke scene, they did a lot more footage. The they did karaoke. They, they basically did karaoke and just Josh Styles, who does a lot of behind the scenes content from Lucifer has cut it into a 10 minute long video it is out on YouTube so if you haven't seen it yet look it up or we might link it who knows we should probably link it or something because by the time this comes out it's gonna be old news and then people who missed it have a chance to go back yeah and we should definitely add it to one of our playlists that we have on uh, uh, YouTube the YouTube playlist that I stopped taking care of several seasons ago yes of course oh no not this one a different one (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I remember. I I remember. Yes, yes. It exists. Okay, well. Now it's time for another shot because now we have finished the top three segment of our notes. Have you poured your shot? Yeah, obviously. I don't know. You're doing it off camera. All right. I don't have to show you what I'm doing. You're not my supervisor. No, I'm your co-host, woman. Drink up. Drink up. Supervisor. Why? Uh, have you never seen Archer? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm so many people's supervisor and boss and everything. So it's like, of course I'm not your fucking supervisor. Next up, we have questions we still have that did not get answered. Did you have any? Because I have one. I also have pretty much one. Perfect. My biggest issue and question about this season and this show in general but mostly the last season is how does Trixie fit into the puzzle because we have a lot of kind of hints of that she's still around whatever but to me I would like her to be a bigger part of the of their family, essentially. I didn't see her present for anything. She is in the closing montage when baby Rory comes home, right? Oh, no, I know that she's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is there. She is accounted for. But I would like her to be there more. And I would like to know more details of, like, when did she find out? How did she find out? Who told her? Okay, so basically it's the how is the knowledge level on the divine for Trixie and how does she get to the different knowledge levels 
relating yeah. to the divine. Basically that, but also like the practical life of her with Chloe and uh, Half Angel Child. Okay. That, 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 that was my fan biggest, fiction. Yeah. Ooh. Like, I, I wonder if there's Trixie fan fiction. That, I'm like, sure there is. I mean, fan fiction, at least the ones that I peruse, are mostly slash fic. So there's no Trixie because she's underage. Thankfully, not nothing that I've seen has involved Trixie and... It's <laughs> a good thing. No, but I do wonder if there's like a post-finale fic that tells us potential Trixie futures. So, dear listeners, if you have any Trixie fanfiction recommendations, send us a link. Because I did find pretty cool side character fanfictions. For example, mm-hmm. like about a bartender that works at Lux. Or like there's so many absolutely hilarious stuff out there. But I have not seen anything about Trixie. Mm-hmm. So, curious. My question is completely different from this. Mm-hmm. Because my biggest question that I have after this show ended is, how does hell work? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, it. I would say... You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say that people get put into their own purgatories until they... So they don't suffer longer than somebody else. And then once Lucifer starts working on them they're gonna start relieving their own loop between the sessions to work on themselves between the sessions and then they come in and say oh I've realized that in this loop, specific loop, I did this and that and I let this go and I'm sorry and whatever, made peace, moved on to the another one. And Lucifer's like, yay, great choice. So what if you don't want therapy? Are you then oh. stuck in purgatory forever or are you stuck in the hell loop? Yes. <laughs> So, I'm going to reiterate my biggest question is, how does hell work? <laughs> I don't understand why you don't like my version of things. No, I, I mean, think it's pretty smart. You're fully right. Like, obviously, hell loops are still a thing because Reese references that he is still experiencing his hell loop because he is still being stuck in it. So, obviously, uh, at least some demons still have some sort of job. But how is, like, how is the incubation period? Like, do you come into hell and you are stuck in your hell loop until at some point randomly after so and so many repeats you get plucked out and put into therapy does it depend on what you actually did to deserve to get sent to hell are you going straight away to therapy do you have to suffer for a certain amount until you qualify for therapy do you have to be like cooked just right so you can start your therapy do you have to find a certain door to start therapy oh that's a good one for it like so there's like i said my main question is how does hell work i like the idea of there being a certain door or some sort of a mechanism in place where you have to go through the loop until you find that or until you get through that and that's the first step Admitting that you have a problem in translation. Yeah, self, self-awareness is the needed first step, usually. Which sends you to therapy with Lucifer. And then from now, from then on, you work on it. And if there's, you know, if Lucifer has full hours, you just put in a limbo for the time being until Lucifer has time to attend to you. So that is going to be my main question and of course the question is do you want to put our two big questions into the questionnaire how was Trixie's life after the finale and how and when did she learn about the divine and what was your reaction Mm. and how does hell work (laughs) yes I like that 
Yeah, let's do that. Because both of those, I feel, are questions that can be asked Joe and Illy. And of course, your question is something that could be asked uh, for Scarlett Estes. True that. So, good. Yeah, um, I love when that. I, when I edit this episode, I will put this as bonus questions. I'm because our questionnaire isn't long enough yet by any uh-huh. means. Uh-huh. It's wild. Very wild. Good. I have next up general thoughts and stuff on season six. Yes. You too. Do you have stuff? I am using your template. That is correct. Good. Do do, do you have stuff for that headline? I have quite a lot of stuff for this, actually. Good. So I say we take a shot and then we get into it. I think we do need to take a shot. Are you already getting drunk, woman? Yes, I told you. I didn't eat much. Also, it's very fucking warm. Yeah, so it's here. Cry me a fucking river. Oh, no, I'm not. It's it's not saying that you're not suffering as much, but like I'm saying I don't drink as much as, as you do. Are you calling me an alcoholic, bitch? I knew you were going to say that. I knew exactly you were going to say that. And yes, the answer is yes. Rude. How dare. We're all alcoholics. Well, and yes, the normalization of alcoholism in today's society is something that is very harmful and needs to be addressed. And we should not make light of it, but also rude. Pot kettle is what I say to that. No, I, I don't drink nearly as much as I used to. Oh, I used to be such a worse alcoholic and now I'm just a normal alcoholic. So it's much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> hey, Abfahrt. Abfahrt. I feel like we should do another shot. Because we got so much done in between the last one. Well, we it was a long tangent and I feel like we don't have that much to go, right? She looks at like multiple pages of notes. I was about to say you can't see my face because my arm is in front of my face right now. <laughs> because I have to open the, the schnapp spot. I mean, listen, the next part of my notes is a lo- pretty much a wall of text. So it's not like notes notes. It's like a wall of text. Okay, so we're going to have you get started on this. But first, <gasps> drink up, woman. Zdravíčko. Ooh, 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 that's chin, pretty. Chin. Yours, yours is more pretty than mine. Yeah, I go through the uh, liquid. I as go well. through the liquid. Yeah, ooh, no. There she is. <laughs> no. There she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't know if it did anything. Did you do a screenshot? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if it actually worked. Oh, it did. Processing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh shit, I didn't actually oh drink it. <laughs> I was too me, busy. Give me this. I'm gonna cut this without your notes. File, crop, save, desktop, touch. <laughs> We're one. so pretty. This is absolutely hilarious. I think that we did a very similar one last time as well. Oh yeah, most definitely. Can you save it without dying? Oh, no. you're not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> we so pretty and professional. Sober. Yeah, oh yeah, professional is better. <laughs> Good. All right. If you want to take a proper screenshot, I'm going to make this full screen so I have all the brightness in front of my face. If you want to do a proper screenshot. Maybe. Moment. Uh, ooh, wait, what? Do you want to do a proper screenshot of the two of us? Just oh, the yeah. two when two you us. can make it just the two. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> I forgot words. I had to edit the. Was I knew saying sober? 
be suspect. I I posted it just uh, I knew seen sober sober suspect. Like, no. Even now it's still not proper English. You are aware of that, right? I know. I I just couldn't remember how to spell suspicious. So. Suspect suspicious minds. Okay, We're not even halfway drink. through the fucking notes. It's fine. Okay, sorry. What what kind of... Are we doing a, a proper screenshot? <laughs> Wait, I need to... Okay. I need to make sure that my, my microphone is not in the way. Wait, yeah, yeah. like... like eh. Okay. okay, I'm gonna hide the messy. No, you need to take the screenshot because if I do oh, the wait. screenshot, it's okay. Um, I I do the screenshot. It's fine. But don't 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 break your arm. I'm, I'm gonna be, be very casual. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I hate you so much. Uh. my god okay give me that stop crying okay edit crop crop selection save i'm sorry was this what you had in mind when you said let's do take a nice screenshot yes yes good good perfect oh my god General thoughts stuff on season six. You said you have a wall of text. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I have random thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, propose that you get us through your wall of text. If any of my random thoughts relate to the stuff in your wall of text, I will latch on. And otherwise, I will just be the insufferable version of me that I am. Yes, exactly what you just did with the perfect. Yes, I'm gonna latch on like a leech and suck the life out of you. <laughs> Too late, you're Because dead. babies are leeches. Uh, parasites, they suck the life out of you. Uh, okay. Sorry. Am I wonder what's your point? <laughs> Where are you going with this? And so, just like a leech or a baby, if anything piques my interest in your wall of text, I'm just gonna grab on and suck the entertainment value out of your part and claim it all for my own. Sounds great. Okay. I hope you are not sore at the end of this. (laughs) That is. (laughs) That is. You know, because when you're breastfeeding, your nipple supposedly gets sore because babies are atrocious. Let's just blow past that. So, <laughs> I really enjoyed season six overall. It often feels like a farewell tour through our favorites. I was worried when they introduced a new character in episode one. I was. But Rory does eventually feel like she's been with them since the start. She doesn't overtake the goodbyes. She is a part of them. They make a pretty good effort on not focusing on her, but integrating her into the whole and making her a natural part. Yes. Yes. I am mostly satisfied with what they did with each individual character. Yes, I agree. And I can see it on your face. We could discuss details. And we have. Really? But the truth... <laughs> But the truth is, I am happy to go back and rewatch. It still makes me nostalgic. It still hits me in the feels. And I will for sure come back to the show, which isn't always a guarantee, unfortunately. And we 
all know that we have gone through all the heartbreaks with other shows before. So if I should nitpick, and I might be repeating things here a little bit, I would love to see more of some of the side characters. I really, side really miss... Side quotation marks. So, like... Side co- yeah, side quotation marks. I really miss Trixie in the last couple of seasons. And as much as I understand, this was probably more often than not a decision based on time management rather than storytelling. Yeah, because Scarlet Estevez wasn't available, period. Quite often, yes. And I would imagine that her rates also... But I don't think that financially that was that much of an issue. But time-wise, yes. With Rory in the picture, her half-sister showing up, I think I would have really enjoyed the two of them interacting a little bit more. This way, it feels a little bit like Chloe kind of forgot that she already had a kid. Yeah, that is one of my main issues. Yeah, so that was kind of weird for me. And this is why uh, my biggest question towards what I have unresolved is about Trixie because it just feels like she's suddenly pushed on the back burner. She's suddenly pushed aside and they suddenly focus on their family of three. Yeah. What about her original family? Yeah. Eve was barely there and as I said before, (laughs) she felt more as a supporting character for Mace than anything else. And let's face it, neither Linda nor Mace were around that much either. Yeah. But yes, overall, the season feels coherent, well-written and extremely nostalgic. But when I look closely, I do miss things. So this is my kind of a view on this season. Essentially, I love it when I don't nitpick. (laughs) I think I've made it very, very clear in especially the last two episodes that my main gripe with season six is that, in my opinion, it needed two or three episodes more. Mm. Because while I very much appreciate the time that we get, especially in the f- first few episodes. Like I said, the time they spend on building the relationship with Ella and Carol and stuff like that. This is amazing. But at the end, it feels like we have to cram so much emotional evolvement or evolution or character growth into such a short amount of time that had we had one, two or honestly in my opinion three more episodes if this had been a full 13 episodes it would have been fucking perfect Mm. because all the gripes that I nearly all the gripes that I have could be solved with just one to three more episodes of time to spend with the characters because if we had this more time we could have spent more time potentially with Trixie because more episodes means more shooting opportunities means it might have been more likely to get two or three more scenes with Scarlet Estevez would mean more Eve and I kind of want to add to our questionnaire list uh, a question for Inbar if it was also an availability issue on her part that limited Eve's screen time because then it would be easier for me to accept it because then it's yay for the actor and not boo for the writers dropping the character by the wayside. Yeah, it's pretty much what we feel for Scarlett. Yeah, exactly. I'm super happy that she is so busy that she simply didn't have the time to spend more time on Lucifer. With Inbar, I honestly don't know what the reason was that she was so much just in the background. And so I would be curious as to that like most of my issues the Lucifer Rory relationship given one to three more episodes would have just made more sense how they resolve it with each other and given us more time together which is one of my main gripes on this season maybe we've heard that before there are a few things that more time 
would not have fixed. And one of my main issues that started already being an issue in season five and continues to be an issue throughout season six is Linda being reduced to a mom. And I have been extremely vocal about this in season five, in the summoning especially. So I don't really need to get into it in detail again. But I don't feel that they did her a good enough service. Mm. Because she literally is an absolute necessary part on Lucifer's journey to become health therapist. And so I don't feel that she gets acknowledged and appreciated enough in her role as literally the world's greatest therapist. <laughs> yeah. So that is one of my main, main, main issues, especially since Linda started out as one of my absolute favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And as the show progresses and then she gets pregnant and then she has Charlie, they limit her so much. Mm. Because even with the book, even with the book, that in was the end, infuriating, yeah. Yeah, even with the book, in the end, she throws it away and that's just it. And then in the montage, in the, in the montage of all the happy life on Earth, we only see her being a mom. There's nothing else to Linda anymore. And I hate that. Not just because I have an issues with children in general, but also because this incredibly competent character gets reduced to just a mom. Because even a Menadiel who in season five was happy with being just a dad gets to be so much more because he gets to be fucking father of all. But Linda not. Linda is just a mom. And so this is going to be my final gripe on this. Mm. Speaking of a Menadiel, I mentioned... you don't have a wall of text. No, I have. I had notes and all of this is now just pouring out of me and I honestly didn't expect all of this to come out. Um, speaking <laughs> of a Menadiel... <laughs> I think I I mentioned this already in either episode 9 or 10 where I saw a social media post that Amenadiel is the one to have it all. And this is something that has stayed with me because he literally is the one to have it all. And whenever I do a rewatch of this show, I'm actually curious how it's going to be to focus more on Amenadiel than Lucifer because Amenadiel's evolution in this show is something that is incredibly interesting. He starts as this absolute mindless soldier Mm. doing what he's told or rather what he has been told millennia ago as his one and only truth. And he he falls, he literally falls, he loses his wings, he becomes a father, he becomes a true brother to his brother. He's one of them. He basically falls in love with humanity, which is one of the things that classically gets laid blame to Lucifer, that Lucifer f- fell in love with humanity in some of the in- interpretations. And then through all of this that is informing his growth, he gets to be the new god, the new father of all, to guide them and to protect them from themselves sometimes um, and to help them evolve into a new and happier earth. So I feel like a rewatch focused on a Menadiel might actually be really, really interesting. And yeah. this is something that also this doing this podcast gave to me. Because when I first watched this and when we started this podcast, I didn't care about a Menadiel. <laughs> to, be for, to be fair, when we first started this podcast, it was only episode four, right? Uh, it was only up to season four. And we had very different opinions on a lot of characters. Like, for example, I could not stand Dan. I oh, would yeah. die for him now. Yeah. I was pro-Dan, mostly because you were so (laughs) anti-Dan. I had that with Chloe, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I was so anti-Chloe with something fucking super cop and super mom and super Chloe. 
And know for a fact, though, that there's a lot of people out there who still are anti-Chloe. So I hope that if anybody of them ever listens to our podcast, that they come with me on my journey from yeah. being anti-Chloe and now absolutely being a supportive Chloe character. And maybe they're not going to end up as Chloe-loving person, but they can We're going to have to talk about Chloe in find, a moment. Yes, but they can at least find themselves Accepting. learning to not hate her in a sense of... Just accept her. Yeah. Accept her. And you just, don't need to love them. Yeah. No exactly. matter which character. But to wrap up a mana deal, I kinda wanna point out that to me it is incredibly hilarious that now God literally owns a nightclub in LA, aka the city of angels, where angels have their first human contact. I also love that that's part of his policy, that yeah. angels need to learn about humanity in order to be good, which also yeah. translates to our world. You need to be knowledgeable about things in order to be able to deal with them. Like yeah. you can't just walk into something not knowing shit and just do whatever you think it's Deciding right. you're going to fix it because you know everything better, even though you don't know shit about it. Exactly. Just no. But I just found it hilarious that it's in LA, it's the city of angels, and now God. Because it starts with the devil owning a nightclub, and now it's the devil and God together owning a nightclub in LA. So yeah, I just kind of wish that in the future, not just angels, but also demons get to be part of Lux. Mm -hmm. Because that would just be like the perfect, perfect, perfect future. You know, yeah. so so wrapping actually... up a mana deal. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, that 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 is that is all I have for a mana deal. So now we can move yeah. on to another character because my notes are very character specific. Okay. Before you're gonna do that, I'm just gonna piggyback on the Lux thing, and I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh no! I'm so sorry. Uh... Demons, angels. Before that. God and the devil together owning a nightclub in Los Angeles, which is literally the city of angels. And it's a safe space for angels to interact with humanity. God, because remember. you need to understand oh, them. Yeah. So they're actually not connected to Lux at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered of... Uh, yeah. So, no. Uh, just to kind of co come back and pose a question that I thought that I would think of and I didn't. Um, this now means, right, uh, in the point of time at the end of the show, that Lucifer, even though he didn't, he couldn't really go up on Earth during Rory's life because he promised he wouldn't, now he can, right? Come up and visit his yep. own club. Now Rory can come down to hell to see him because now she knows yep. he's there and she knows that both of her parents are there and stuff like that. That is that is actually canon, right? It has to be, yeah. Okay, the only perfect. question is if there is a way for Chloe to travel to, to jump. Earth. I don't think that she can travel to Earth. I, sh I think she can just move between heaven and hell. That's my opinion. But obviously that's not canonically do we, confirmed. Do we want to have this question for, Cl uh, for Chloe Decker? Uh, for Lauren German? If we ever get to convince Lauren German to come out to one more convention. I'm putting it on a questionnaire. Who knows when those 500,000 questions ever get answered. But I'd rather have the question list than forget a, an important question. True that. So I'm going to pop that Put on Put it there. down. No, but in my opinion, it is definitely canon that... Because Rory can go wherever she wants because she already proved that she can go wherever she wants because she's heaven, hell and earth. And Lucifer has already shown that he can do hell and earth. And I'm pretty sure now that the Manigal is God, there is no danger of birth. 
burning because he is now not the devil in the negative sense but now he is hell's therapist in the positive sense so there's absolutely no problem there in my opinion the only question that remains is if chloe can visit earth or not as a ghost yeah to at least interact with the celestials yeah I wouldn't see a need for it, to be honest. Mm. Because she can interact with Celestials either in hell or heaven. Yeah, but still, it might be fun but, yeah. to be there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe, maybe she can possess someone like like Dan possessed Lemek. Lemek? Le Dan? Le Nuts! Le Nuts! Yes! Le Dan! Getting gigged in Le Nuts! Le Daughter! Oh my god. Okay, speaking of Chloe, I have a few things to say for Chloe. One thing I want to say that I didn't fully address in episode 9 and 10, basically, I think. Mm -hmm. Because Chloe is... And I think it starts in episode 9. Chloe is very blamey with Lucifer. The if you choose to abandon us and everything. And within the span of a few seconds it feels in the last two episodes she switches over oh of course you're gonna have to be gone and it's perfectly fine and one of my biggest issues with season six is the lack of space and time it gives chloe and i feel like this is one of the main issues parts of the fandom have with the season Mm. as well because for five seasons, the main relevant characters in the show were Chloe and Lucifer in this combination. Yeah. Like it was, mm-hmm. of course, it was Lucifer first and Chloe second, but Chloe was an extremely close second to Lucifer. And season six, I feel, is the first season where Rory threatens this close Dynamic. second position. And just like an elder sibling gets jealous of a younger sibling because it the younger sibling suddenly occupies all the time and attention from their parents. I feel like the fandom got jealous of Rory mm. because Rory intruded in the Deckerstar dynamic, even though Rory is the result of the Deckerstar dynamic, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. And I feel if the if season six again with the one two three more episodes had given Chloe a tiny bit more space and time, then the fandom's reception to Rory might have been more positive because it wouldn't have felt as uh, encroaching into Chloe's space as it did. Because I see that Rory is invading Chloe's time and space spent with Lucifer. I can see this happen, and I can understand that people are feeling their one true pairing under attack in quotation marks. Yeah. So it it is understandable as much as I don't like certain reactions in the fandoms on this rewatch I actually had a much easier time understanding it. So that just for season six Chloe character Mm -hmm. time and space. The other Chloe thing I need to point out is the whole gift from God and how relevant for the end of the show she is. Because we learn in the show that Chloe was basically handmade by God himself. Mm-hmm. He orchestrated everything so Chloe would come into existence. And also we know that God always knew how all of this was going to play out. The whole omniscient bullshit thing. And when we then look at the last two episodes, Chloe is literally the person to point Amenadiel towards being God and Lucifer towards being Hell's therapist. So her being specifically created by God. She was not just created as a gift for Lucifer. She was created by God to make sure 
everyone ends up where they need to be. I love that. I didn't realize it in such a big scale. I actually hate it, but it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's great. I love when things make sense like this. I love when you notice a little detail and it suddenly makes complete sense on such a massive scale. Makes you wonder if it's if it's intentional. I, I love this from a writing point of view because to me this is really well done writing this is great storytelling from the proclaimed free will point of view this is horrifying because from the second both lucifer and amenadiel crossed paths with chloe they were lost it was done all fairness if you listen back to your devils in the detail on oh that. yeah I, i am aware i am aware that is all fine but still lucifer especially struggled half mm -hmm. a season against the concept of chloe being created for him and This is way worse because Chloe wasn't created for him. Chloe was created for a higher purpose. And this takes so much agency away from her. Mm -hmm. And so if you start thinking about this, this is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Especially in the propagated free will type of thing that this show and many other shows actually play around with. Of course, if you listened to The Devils in the Details for episode 10, you know that there is no such thing as free will. But that is still something very, very difficult to wrap your mind around. But mm -hmm. I still wanted to point out that Chloe is literally created by God and she is the one to point the two most relevant divine beings to their to the positions. Roof. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I love it. And I, this is actually a take I have not seen on social media. So <gasps> just wanted to bring it out. We need to put it out there and be the best. Then speaking of writing stuff. <laughs> I have two writing questions or complaints. Mm -hmm. And one actually got answered within our Discord. So I need to do a shout out to Jay. Thank you for the information. Because Always one, shout out to Jay. We love Jay. Because one of my complaints was the demon knife thing. In episode nine, you called it Chekhov's demon knife when she hands it over to Lucifer. And I was incredibly disappointed in episode 10 that it did get wasted basically i was not happy with the usage of it mm. now with the information that jay has shared with us in the discord this was an actor choice leslie ann said she thinks this is something that needs to be done that mace should give one of her knives to lucifer and from that point of view it makes absolute sense i still would have appreciated if they simply did not use it at all because the way they used it felt so superfluous mm. and i would have preferred it to have it as a classic red herring mm. because like you said it's like oh they're definitely gonna have to use it wah, 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 wah. and then to simply not have it at all would have been so much more fun than yeah. to have no, him slice up some random human dude so that was my one complaint that got completely alleviated thanks to Jay <laughs> my other writing question that I have is I really really want to know when the idea of Rory became I want to know when they decided to have Rory as Rory as grown up daughter time traveling mm -hmm. and I'm so curious if and if yes what kind of ideas they had before they had Rory as mm. the season six main plot yeah so that is a big big question nice and my final general thought thing which which I'm not going to go into much detail because I already touched upon it in some parts. The whole free will thing the show does is at the same time 
incredibly convoluted and also incredibly well done. Because like I said repeatedly throughout our coverage of the show, one of the main focal points of the comics, which is where this show has taken its inspiration from, is Lucifer's obsession with free will. Mm -hmm. So it was a necessity for this show to have some contact with the concept of free will. I feel in parts they could have done more. I feel in parts they might, they maybe should have done less. But all in all, given that this is a fucking American TV show, they did their very best. <laughs> Because let's face it, the need they have to spell out certain things that we have repeatedly complained about. I mean, just in this season six, the need for Linda to spell out why Adam could not walk Eve down the aisle. They already have to spell out this shit. So free will is a much more complicated concept than bodily autonomy and psychological autonomy. So I get why we could not delve into it on a more philosophical and scientific level. And I feel like they did the very best that they could. Because if you want to know more, you can delve into this. Like I have proven. I am living proof that you don't need more than a few tidbits to sink your claws in. And if you ever have been part of any fandom, you know you don't need more than a love kernel, to quote Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, that pops into a beautiful big thing because this is how fandom works. We see a tiny, tiny detail and then we obsess over it and we turn it into a thing. And so as much as we could talk about free will, I kind of want to do it like the show and say, yeah, we could talk about this for 700 hours or we could give you everything we have given you and leave the rest up to yourself. That's nice. And that concludes my general thoughts on season six. <laughs> 15 minutes later. Sorry, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight talking points. Okay. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be this long. I didn't Sorry. expect it, it to be this long. It's fine. Usually you're the one with the bullet points and then you talk freely and I have the wall of text, but this time it was the other way around. Yeah, I feel like in this case, I just kind of needed to write down my things. Um, Because you knew you would, you would be drinking and yeah, I don't care if I'm drunk. Lie. <laughs> Clearly. Speaking of drunk, you already poured your shot, right? Did I see About that correctly? About 10 minutes ago, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, not sorry. Don't be sorry, be thankful. No, I'm not apologizing for talking a lot on the summoning episode because this is what this episode is for. Also, you're the one editing, so oh, you're yeah. only hurting yourself. No, this is a summoning. This doesn't need to be edited as well as the rest of stuff. So, no, no, no. Like, I, I keep a shit ton more. Like, I only take out oh, the, yeah. the no, evil yeah. tensions, the diarrhea evil tensions. Ten <laughs> evil tensions, yeah. war tensions. I take out the war tensions, the problematic tensions, and the diarrhea tensions. Yeah. That's it. That sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, this is also a very full glass. Stravichka. Stravichka. How, how bad was that? It was close enough. Stravichko. Stravichko. Like, better? So cute. Yeah, it's better. Okay. It's like a tiny little health. Stravichko. Stravichko. I mean, you already know Prost, so. Prost. Yeah. Abfahrt. Yeah. Abfahrt is departure, so. <laughs> that doesn't really count. Vodiest. What? Vodiest. Is Abfahrt. Vodiest? I mean, uh, technically, according to um, a. Like formal check, it would be odiest. 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 It's odiest. always biggest accent at the beginning of the word. Odiest. 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 There you go. Okay. But in, uh, so because you have uh, Bohemia, Moravia, and Slesia, and each of those parts have loads of different dialects. And in Bohemia. Schlesien, and what was the? 
Uh, what do you Moravia. Mean, Moravia. Morava. Moravia. It's the one where Brno is. I just don't know the German word for that. Morava. Yeah, yeah. Because I know the German words for the other er- yeah, because, areas. Yeah, I mean, Slesia is mostly in Poland. And Bohemia, everybody knows Bohemians. Oh, Morava is the same in German, apparently. It's just Morava. Mm-hmm. Morava is where the second largest city in Czech Republic is placed. But uh, because I'm from Bohemia, and this is most prominent in Prague, but in mm. general in uh, Bohemia, you often put V at the beginning of a word if it starts with an uh, vowel. So, uh, odiest starts with an O, so I can put a V at the beginning to make it softer and say vodiest. Mm. Or, uh, I mean, it, I don't think you... I think O is like the most common to be used. For that, I am a very... I'm way too drunk to think of a different language currently. <laughs> um, You're talking in a different language, woman! It, more or less at least you're talking in a different language (laughs) thank you I appreciate that Uh, I mean that's no difference to usual Mm -hmm. oh she's so offended but yeah odiest is the technical term vodiest is the slang vodiest don't don't teach me slang I'm a a sophisticated person so if you were to look at a board at a train station it would say odiest it it says priest odiest priest is arrival odiest departure so the next time we do point shots at a convention instead of me going up but you go odiest yeah sounds great awesome I mean next time we're at a convention together we're hopefully if the internet and our tech works gonna record a live episode so imagine Um, yeah, it's it's, it's like it's like uh, we have like loads of different weird things. Like for example, something I didn't know until I moved to Prague that is a slang is that when you are going somewhere like driving, you um, to drive is yet, mm-hmm. and in my region you say yet. Okay. You it, it and like it's so natural for me, and I would ne- I did not, I genuinely did not. That was slang yeah, because until it was normal to, for you. I've yeah. never heard like I I know that they're like the most more formal way to say it is yet, but it was just such a weird and formal and and random thing to say. But uh, yeah, it was just super weird. So I always claimed that I didn't speak any dialect, and I was like, well, you speak like the dialect of your city. I was like, oh, I don't have a dialect of the city. It's like, yes, woman, you do. And then it's like, oh yeah, actually, you're right. And you start no. learning all these like tiny details. Mm-hmm. In the, in all fairness and transparency, it is known in Czech Republic that South Bohemia, where I'm from, has the smallest amount of these little tiny details that would be considered dialect. We have a lot of words that are taken from German for obvious reasons because we're so close to the German and Austrian borders. But really? like Eintopf. Oh, Eintopf. Awesome. Mm, om nom 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 nom. Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh God, I love it. love me a good Eintopf. Uh, but <laughs> we don't, in general, we don't have an accent really. We don't have that many like weird words. Is that why you're English? That because your lot of your English is very very good. Is that because it's, you don't have the accent from your mm, mother no. language I think, or the mother tongue? I think it's that's because of um, if you can hear music you're better with accents in general. So uh, I can't can... hear music, so that's not the reason why my English is good. <laughs> yeah, but like if you if you uh, listen to a certain specific language enough, you eventually regardless you of your of your uh, 
knowledge knowledge of music or whatever you're able to pick it up it's easier for somebody who has a perfect pitch or something like that to pick up accents because they hear how the words are created and they are able it's to mimic it it's not musically talented as well yeah we all played instruments as kids oh i played sang. instruments I-, i played instruments i'm still not musically talented <laughs> no, no no we we like she plays she played oboe and saxophone and flute and no, but stuff she, like that. So she's yeah. musically talented. She can she can hear music. Yeah. Okay. Because I I learned the flute and the piano and the guitar and I suck. Yeah, she didn't suck. I'm going to okay. put it that way. Yeah. I did, I didn't know both of you were musically inclined. So Yeah, it's it's it kind of runs in the family. It's part of our education, I guess. No, no, I learned that, but like uh, music is something where you having a talent makes a big difference. Like yes. of course you yeah, can yeah. learn still a lot even without talent. We've had some like really good musicians in our family in in the past and our oh, aunt, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Sorry. Our aunt, for example, was a professional singer, but yes. also um that's on our mom's side, but also on our dad's side, our grand great father great-grandfather was a professional violin player. Let, let, let me put so, this with the words of my uh, then deep in the Alzheimer froze uh, caught father when my mother asked him if he wanted his daughter to sing something for him. Oh, thank no! <laughs> so he didn't know who I was, but he remembered that he'd rather not have his daughter sing something for him. Oh god, that's sad. I'm sorry. No, that's amazing. It's like, this is an information that was buried so deep within his brain that even Alzheimer took decades to delete it from his brain <laughs> yeah uh, no we were in general we have on both sides of our family we have people who are professional musicians so oh, my father was the only music- musically gifted person in my family in yeah. my immediate family like uh, my brother has violin. zero gifts in that regard and my mother likes to think that she has it but she doesn't anybody can learn to sing oh, yeah, like everybody said, can, you can learn to play an instrument No, the thing is, you can learn it all. Like I can, I can read notes, I can play the instruments, but you cannot learn to hear music. You you cannot learn the perfect pitch. You know? No, 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 not the perfect pitch. But well, a friend you of have mine... to you have to have a basics for it. You have to have a like for example, people who play violin. It is generally known that uh, they hear music better because we don't have like specific places to put fingers like yeah. on a piano it doesn't matter where you're gonna punch the notes a cello a it violin you happens. don't have to like a guitar you, you have the, the the brackets i don't yeah, know yeah, the yeah, english yeah. word for it uh, yeah me neither <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah you have a friend of, of like mine. areas and if you put it like half a centimeter in a different even place slightly. on a guitar even nobody slightly. nobody knows that nobody yeah. notices on a guitar but like on a violin every millimeter matters so exactly You because just a learn. friend of mine, she could listen to music and then she could just start uh, replaying the music on a yeah. piano. Like, of course, the first few tries, she would be, ah, oh, no, this, ah, uh, no, this. And then she would like have to correct it and everything. I would just sit there and be like, what's happening? <laughs> I, I've done this before. Like, we've done uh, at some point when we when I was in a theater in Prague, we were uh, making preparing music for one of the things that we were rehearsing mm-hmm. and one of my thing was listening to the final piece and trying to write down the notes because we didn't have access to the original music scores so I had to write oh, wow. my own and so I had piracy to... piracy you wrote down the music even though you weren't supposed to have it oh hell yeah and if Broadway would have found out that would that's what we were doing we would speaking... have gotten fine speaking of piracy have you watched our flag means death not yet fuck you uh, I'm gonna good. watch it in the in the next two weeks it will be watched 
I'm gonna write this down. So today write it down, write is thirteen. So the next two weeks means twenty seventh. Yeah, by, by gish, I will watch the twenty seventh. Vero will have watched our black man stuff. Uh, because last weekend I was at a barbecue and I talked to people and um, obviously where's where's my where's my where's the meme where's the meme you don't even know what that means don't share I memes do you have not. no context for it's a gif I don't care you have okay, no I, context I, I, I really feel like we should finish this fucking episode yeah yeah just a second um <laughs> This is the downside of everything, like of us. The downfall of uh, the apple of truth is. Oh yeah, yeah. We should finish this. Just give me a second. I'm just gonna find. No, this, this is the downside of me now having my proper PC. Do you know what we should do? We should uh, create a uh, way for you to not be able to go on the internet when you're recording. I don't need to go on the internet. I just need to download a meme I sent someone else. Because this is me. This is me. <laughs> well, you and a whole bunch of people that I know. This is yeah, the reason why I still haven't seen literally it. Literally every person I'm talking to, I'm like, have you watched the Gay Pirate Show? If not, what are you even doing here? Literally every single person. And also this. Wait, this. <laughs> This is actually very funny. And An yes, accurate. dear patrons, uh, you can't see that because this is all happening in the secret channel that only me and Lena have access to in the Discord. I put the gay pirate show one in the other one. Oh, of course. There we go. Yeah. Because I'm obsessed. Very much so. Oh, I can see your writing. Doom. On Doom. the camera Doom. or? Doom. 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 Both. <laughs> How many shots have we done? I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of shots, <laughs> I uh, it's yeah. Let's start the next segment with a shot. The next segment. We're still comparing season six to previous seasons because you didn't want to uh, talk about it before the general stuff. Oh yeah, and now we, also now we do that. this is and talking about the whole show. I honestly did not take notes for the whole show. Did you take notes for the whole show? Kind of, yeah. Okay, then I'm gonna have to uh, free ball that one. <laughs> I'm sure you can manage. Oh, yeah, always. What <laughs> yes. You have to say this tastes so much better than it did the first time that I t- drank it. That's what she said. Um, oh, my God. Okay, so in comparison you... then. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Before once... I start the next <laughs> Now we've finally gotten through all Lina's notes about season six. And our <laughs> 17 additional tensions. Ah, sh- 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 I'm sure If you that, want that... to listen to them, become a patron. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. No, I'm um, not. Uh, now it's time to compare season six to the previous seasons. So it's time to talk about previously on Lucifer. Oh, fuck. I meant to... I was going to write that. Hey, I'll write it for another one. It's fine. This is the last official Lucifer episode. What do you mean another one? We'll she see. said, well knowing what the future holds, but nobody exactly. else does. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll start. If you insist. Yes. A lot has been mentioned in the previous segments. For example, it really does feel like a farewell tour. We pretty much completely abandoned the whole crime-solving devil, the procedural, and Case of the week. Yeah, well, I couldn't think of that when I was writing this, so... (laughs) I'm sorry, I did not appreciate you doing the jingle 
with your text enough. I'm sorry, it was amazing. Thank you. Like, seriously. <laughs> and we focus more on our characters. But that has been a noticeable trend in the show ever since it's been taken over by Netflix. Mm. Personally, it is also the element that, in my opinion, made the show as successful as it was, as beloved as it ended up being. And I can yell about Fox being shit station that cancels everything good all day long. Same. So many shows. The fact remains, Lucifer worked better in the Netflix format. For you, there are many, many, many people on social media who disagree. And if you remember my tiny facts and funs side tangents, where I actually delve into the reviews of episodes, there is a common denominator in the bad reviews, because most of those people agree Netflix ruined Lucifer. And I understand that. And I know that there are people out there who think that. However, we're not those people. We, no, well, f- <laughs> first of all, we're not those people. But the numbers do not lie. Lucifer went from what it was, a yeah. show that got cancelled, to the most watched TV show in the world. And that in happened... That, in that time period, yeah. In that time period. And it happened because Netflix, arguably, yes, it happened because Netflix steered the show towards the characters rather than the case of the week. And Fox would not be able to do that. They, If they kept the or show running, yeah. they... It just doesn't really work as a format the way it works on Netflix. It wouldn't work on a station, not as a week-to-week procedural. So in my I'm opinion... I'm willing to debate that, but I feel like Fox would never try... Fox yes, would never risk that. I mean, that. that is another thing. It is something that Fox would never do, yeah. period. Because it's not safe in yeah. their eyes, clearly. Character-driven television is way more volatile and risky than to have a functioning formula for a procedural show. Yeah. And yet here we are watch, looking at this, picked up by Netflix, make it way more character-driven, pretty much abandoning the whole case of the week. We get one. In the last season, yeah, except for the one episode. Which is to ease us into the new version, basically, Honestly, which makes sense. I think we are better for it. So that's oh, my first absolutely. point. Absolutely. Like, I fully agree with you that getting rid of the procedural was one of the best things. And I kind of wish we had done this earlier because we could have done so much more without being caught in the case of the week scenario. Because remember us trying to figure out Lucifer's obsession of the week mm. when they had the nonsensical case of the week? That was always the most difficult part when the obsession had nothing to do with the actual case yeah and so yeah i'm fully with you there absolutely no disagreement well i have two more talking points so yeah. if you want to no no, no. i'm gonna you, i'm gonna go you. on them please okay season six feels definitely like an extension of season five personally if the pandemic didn't slow them down i could have easily seen this as season five being 5a and season six being 5b because hmm. we didn't have to deal with any like extreme threat in season six it was very much about saying goodbye and wasting time on that on like some sort of a villain that would appear or something it would just make me angry i would just not want to deal with that so having like a a season's bad guy we would have michael and then about halfway through we would kind of deal with that and then we would deal with the afterwards which 
is sort of what happens with season five. We wrap up Michael. Season six, we we move on to saying goodbyes. And yes, we have still new characters showing up and everything. But we've talked about this. It really feels that Rory is integrated within the collective quite fast. And she doesn't seem to be taken focus away from what we really want to see. Not too much anyway. This is actually something I'm going to have to like deeply disagree on. <laughs> okay. Uh, because season six to me feels incredibly different to season five. Yeah, yeah, no, different it is. And so this would not have worked as a five being five A and then six being five B or something. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But you actually reminded me of something that I completely forgot to mention beforehand. I'm just going to talk about this here. Go for it. Michael was fucking wasted. Yeah. And I forgot how upset I was about this. <laughs> because I remember... At the end of season five, being like, okay, so here, uh, potential parallel, Lucifer, Michael, cutting off the wings, everybody deserves a second chance, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Wow, so many options, opportunities, chances, everything. And then all we get in season six is Rory coming down to hell, trying to speak to Michael, meeting the random demon, and then being shown off to Dan, who she should actually know. But that is something else we're going to talk about in the feedback part because someone else pointed that out. So we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that in the feedback segment. Um, and this is actually one of my biggest gripes about season six, especially compared to other seasons. The other seasons were contained within themselves. They didn't carry anything of relevance into the next season. Season five gave us the illusion that Michael's redemption arc was going to be a thing in season six. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. And this is actually something that I'm disappointed in because I was actually really interested in that. I get that logistically it probably would have been a fucking nightmare because then Tom Alice would have to keep playing two roles. Mm. But I feel like if they didn't want to give us the redemption arc for season six of Michael, then they should not have ended season five the way they did with the everyone deserves a second chance. Like there needed to be more than just him cleaning the floor of hell with a toothbrush without any context and explanation whatsoever. See, but this is the thing. I'm just looking at my summoning five notes and questions for season six that I have is Dan's fate, which Dan's fate, which we have resolved. Yeah, perfect. How will it work for Chloe as Lucifer's consultant? Which we resolved. She's Mm -hmm. not going to be one. Will Michael come back? Which this is the point that you're talking about now. That's the one thing. And then uh, the next one is Ella. Which also got solved. The Michael thing is the one thing that I'm... uh, Definitely. about. No, but I... Like I said, there are so many things still to talk about. But I actually forgot about Michael. Because he (laughs) only gets mentioned in episode one. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things that, for me, that uh, is very significant about season six. Season six has ten episodes, just like season four. Mm-hmm. So this is not the only Lucifer season with just ten episodes. But compared to season four, season six feels so incredibly dense. Mm-hmm. It's so chock full of information, happening, storylines, character development, everything. Mm-hmm. That it's actually easy to forget stuff. And when I went through all of my notes and everything for the summoning episode, it actually took me a lot of time to Uh review everything, even though it was just 10 episodes. And I feel like I didn't have that issue in season four. Because season four was like, oh, well, these are 10 episodes. la di da fucking da la di da hey, lay, Louie, meet Eve. But here, it was like, this is just 
this is just fucking 10 episodes. Why do I have so many things to say? You know? There are reasons for that, yeah. Yeah, of course. But still, it's like, it's also just 10 episodes. This is the second time we have 10 episodes. Why is this so wildly different? Mm. So comparing season six to previous seasons, because it's the segment we're talking about, season six might have just 10 episodes, but it feels like a fucking full, full season. Yeah, for sure. So in conclusion for myself, this show managed to turn into an excellent comfort show. Something you can put on and binge your heart out over and over and over and over. I applaud the creators for recognizing what was important and managing to restructure the entire show around that. Because that's something that... I don't think I've ever seen on any other show. Not any procedural. Not any procedural. Let's put it that way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can think of any other example. I can't. It's a good place. They they knew from the beginning what their essence was. Yeah, no, but no. What I mean is the good place went from one point to another and they knew where they were going the entire yeah. time. However, Lucifer started as a procedural yeah, but that, this is evolved why I say, like, into something so much different. Yeah, usually procedurals die as procedurals because they are not capable of evolving into something else. Mm-hmm. And Lucifer is definitely a fucking huge exception because they managed to evolve a procedural show into something more. I can't think of anything that would compare to what they've done with this show. And the fact that this is produced by the same pers- the same people from the beginning to the end. I don't think I can think of any other procedural show that tried to be something else but a procedural show. So. Yeah. yeah. Like in general, like change this big in the structure of a show. I can't think of any show that would have that. No. Usually they start as one thing and they end as one thing. Exactly. Unless they had it embedded to the change yeah. they embedded in the, uh, the, the storyline all the, along. It was the plan all along. Exactly. It was so, oh, like, completely heads off to Ildi yeah. and Joe and everybody who was working on this team. I just to mention one more name, Chris Rafferty, for sure, who's been oh, with yeah, them definitely. the entire time. All the people who are on the show as actors and I'm sure a bunch of the crew went through the entire thing with them. All these people have managed to pull this off and I'm so grateful for it because it turned Lucifer into so much more. I also feel that the fact that the actors got so much involved, be it as directors or giving input on relevant topics for specific episodes, this is something very positive for the show. Yeah, it's a trend that's starting to become a thing in television, which I really appreciate. But definitely this is one of the shows that pioneers it. So, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any more talking points for this segment? No, I feel like I've already talked way too much. (laughs) You've talked through everything. I mean, I also forgot one of my points in the general thoughts segment because I didn't talk about Lucifer. (gasps) What? I actually wasn't listening, so, um, yeah. I mean, you didn't talk about Lucifer, and I didn't talk about Lucifer. Which is kind of hilarious, because the show is called Lucifer. (laughs) I mean, yes, because I feel like Lucifer, personally, I didn't talk about him specifically, because he is the show. 
And when I talk about the show, it often yeah, talks but about the character himself. So. There's there's one thing that I kind of feel we need to address. And like I said, I forgot to talk about this earlier because it actually really organically fades into the whole uh, free will and choice and everything. Mm-hmm. Because remember when I said that Lucifer and free will, like it comes from the comics and it's really, really important and blah, 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 blah. And this is really interesting because especially throughout the last few episodes of season six, Lucifer makes a point of telling Chloe that if he has a choice, he will always choose her. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. He has a choice and he does not choose her. He chooses their daughter. Which it's. But this is just something that I wanted to point out. That is that is good. I like that. He is so adamant all the way up to this that as long as he has a choice, he will choose Chloe. I think that changes with the fact that he has a daughter. He still says this to her after he learns that Rory is his daughter. Oh no, I'm not I'm not dismissing this. No, this is amazing and I love this realization. In his thought canon, it still does not enter his mindset that he would choose anything, even their own daughter, over Chloe. But when push comes to shove, he chooses Rory. I think... And her request. In general, that's a good thing. I don't disagree, but it is very, very interesting because this entire show has either been Lucifer fighting his desire to choose Chloe or choosing Chloe. This has been the entire show, every single season. Because either it was like, oh my god, he's going to choose the detective. Or, no, he realized that she's a gift from God, so he has to choose the opposite thing. And then, oh again, let's choose Chloe. So, like, this has been always the thing. It was always Chloe, one way or the other. Be it a negative of Chloe, like the absence of Chloe, when he went off and married Candy. But it was always Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. It was always Chloe. And so it made sense in season six for him to repeatedly be like, as long as I have a choice, I will always choose you. I will choose us. And then in the final moment where he has the choice, he does not choose her. Some might argue he does not have a choice. You always have a choice. If his child is asking him to do something, he has a choice. It might be a horrible choice. Some might argue that that is no longer a choice because you will do what the child is asking of you. And I understand you and I love this realization. However, I propose a different possibility <laughs> doesn't negate what you said no I'm, I'm with you that like especially for parents this might be different but since neither of us are parents um, I just really wanted to point this out because the show is Lucifer I'm fully with you there but since free will and choice and everything is so closely connected mm-hmm. I found it really really interesting especially given how the show does not give Chloe as vocal a position as I would have liked them to give her because if she had been more than a passive bystander in that moment where Lucifer makes this choice no, no, no. it would She's have been telling different him to do it no, not right there not not right there she is supportive afterwards but in the scene where time is ticking away and Rory is traveling back in time, she... Lucifer is the one making the choice. Lucifer is the one making the choice, but Chloe is the one who presents him with it originally. And then that... Never mind. Let's let's abandon it because we can talk about it for another 15 minutes. She is the one planting the whole health therapist thingy. But yes. the, you have to vanish now because he wants to put it off. He wants to still be part of the family's life and everything. And while... 
uh, Rory makes her demand that he has to vanish now because this is the reason for the time loop. She's quiet. And so the final choice on the house and wise and everything is his choice. And so, yeah, she's the one to lead him there because, I mean, after all, she is God's gift. So she did her purpose. But so, yeah, I just wanted to point this out because this as well is something I have not seen on social media. So <laughs> I'm really proud of my two revelations. So proud of you. So proud of you. Okay. And with this, we wrap up our general thoughts and comparison of season six. Woo! Let's celebrate it with a shot because I am sobering up while you're talking. Sorry. Yes. Uh, we completely lost count on which short number this is well, it's true we were at some point we were counting i mean yeah you i feel count like them the when you edit two yeah yeah i, I think like there's we... three we edited we Something. counted number three number mm-hmm. ten no this is not ten um it's, not 10. it's like i'd say it's like seven i would say guess. six so i will let you know how good we were i already forgot the word again please tell me audiest audiest <sighs> distinctive taste of tequila I mean, it's your own fault for doing that to yourself. Next up, we have to talk about the stuff we... Minotaur! Minotaur! We have to talk about the Twitter polls. If we, once again, sound different, the reason is we are recording this after we actually recorded the first part, and by now I'm pretty sure we're like 10 shots deep into the actual recording. And we're, we're deep into sober. something. So this is why we now sound different. And we You have... mean like we now can pronounce... We now can pronounce... <laughs> You're saying... She, she can't <laughs> pronounce the word... Um, actually, oh. your pronunciation does not suffer when you drink. Oh, really? Yeah, because you always sound like shit. No. Um, oh my god, I'm so mean to you today. I'm wow. so sorry. Wow. No, I do have to admit that my pronunciation suffered quite a lot when I uh, when we were recording the finale, and I couldn't speak. Yeah, no, I was slurring is, a lot of words. But the the only thing that gets slightly worse when you are drunk is you sometimes even sober have the tendency to not speak in full sentences but you start one <laughs> sentence and you jump into the next and you jump into the next and you jump into the next and it's and never, never really, come back to the yeah yeah it's, it's never really one coherent sentence so it's sometimes really really difficult to edit and that is the thing that gets worse when you're drunk you're welcome so, yeah. I do it for you but your pronunciation is in my opinion pretty much identical no matter if you're sober or drunk like you, you I don't, appreciate that you, you are not a person that uh, slurs her words I, I have been I have been uh, trained well by people. Um, also, uh, random thing. Remember the musically gifted uh, 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 the capability of language things. That oh we yeah, yeah, about? yeah. If you hear music, my, you can. My my random Tinder dude. He speaks five languages and also has like the perfect pitch and perfect this pitch. musician mm. and everything so See? there seems to be a merit to this yes. uh, theory well correlation love... is not causation but there might be an actual causation and not just a correlation I love how you need to make sure that other people agrees with me before you trust me on anything no I just wanted to tell you that someone else corroborated your theory and it seems it is not just a um correlation it might actually be a causation so nice thank you i feel so uplifted after you shot on me for like 15 times 
<laughs> and now you're like, true. oh, you're actually correct. Even though I had to ask 15 other people. And I only after not. they agreed that you might be right, I'm going to tell you that you might be right. <laughs> well, in the future, I shall simply not tell you. No, no, no. I appreciate I do appreciate it. Thank you. You too. Good. Twitter time. We we have returned to the Twitter polls in season six. Ish. And so, well, we tried. <laughs> I succeeded. Vero failed me and you twice. So instead of nine polls, we currently have seven polls. One is very fresh. It's actually, as of this recording moment, 26 minutes old. So... Ooh. Oh, you mean the... Yeah. Yeah, the one you just posted when I went to the toilet. Oh, it already has four answers. Look at that. Yeah, and I don't like it because it's not the one I want. <laughs> so, let me open every single poll in a new tab and then we shall talk about it. Are we going to go through all of them? Well, unless you remember them and already have a top three because I, do. I don't. <laughs> Four, five. So six, basically, we seven, started with a uh, trying to figure out eight. what would. Are you Ella... sure you forgot two polls? Because I have eight polls. Eight out of ten, yes. Oh, right. That was episode 10, not episode 9. I am uh -huh. an idiot. I am sorry. I cannot count. That's okay. So, basically, we started out the season strong. We were trying to figure out Ella's and Carol's ship name. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it was solid. It was solid. And with 54%, this was actually one of my favorite. We have a winner of this ship name. It is Errol. And I fully agree, even though I did not vote in this post for some reason. Hmm. Wow. Well, on the second place, we have had a respectable 38% with Corbez, which, which is, is also, also nice. pretty good. Yeah. Which is also nice. Lobat is rightfully in the third place, and Color, I don't even remember, and rightfully has zero votes. <laughs> <It's> so bad. <laughs> Our second poll was the Guyliner poll. And there was a landslide win with 80% because we asked if people were happy or sad it disappeared and 80% agreed that we miss it. And a surprising 13.3% actually said they're happy it's gone. So I did hmm. not expect that, I must say. But, well, majority vote. Very, very clear. Yeah. In the next one, we have had another name thing. We had a, quite a few name things. We had a quite a few name uh, we were trying to figure out what's the best name for Lucifer's dad mode. And when he's the daddy, say it. <laughs> when he's the daddy. God, you sound very awkward when you say that. I know, because I don't actually use that in sexual play. <laughs> just gonna <laughs> let that stand there and not say Thank anything. You. So with Spank a me, daddy. whooping 60%, Lucy dad took the lead. We have took the lead from this poll and we have from there on called Lucidat Lucidat in this situation in the episodes. And this is, I think, one of our most uh, engaged polls. Like, this is definitely... How many people have voted in this? This was 25 people voting. Oh. And usually we're around the 10-ish mark. So, and I think only the one that had a potential crossover for Supernatural had more people. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Poll number four was one of my personal favorites, and same is definitely top three for me. And that was can and does Ghost Dan touch himself? Cue the song "Touch Myself." <laughs> and so forty-four percent agreed that. Yes, all ghosts can and do. So very clear enough win for me. But uh, we also had an even amount of people saying that he either can't or that it's none of our business. So we'll let that be. And somehow there are people listening to us who (laughs) answered this poll with what is wrong with us? And to this I say, have you not listened to the past <laughs> 98 episodes? Because that should answer your question, what is wrong with us? No. I feel like the next poll was a bit weird and I kind of remember arguing about this in the episode. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that the outcome is in my favor. Yes. And you don't remember it, details. I, I remember everything because every time I'm not <laughs> being proven right, I get salty. So obviously it burns itself into my brain. <laughs> Well, if you if you remember the details, please share. Okay, so Linda was just kidnapped from Adam. And Mace and Eve go into Linda's office to uh, look around. Mm-hmm. And they have this conversation that um, apparently uh, about a, a thank you gift that they gave to Linda. And we had a mismatch of what I understood, what the subtitles said, and what Vero understood. And so the options were, what did Eve and Mace actually give Linda as a, as a bribe or as a present, as a thank you? Was it either a basket of fruit, a basket of sex toys, a bunch of sex stories, or yes? And so the majority of people, double the amount of any other answer, was actually in agreement that it was a basket of fruit, which is also what Eve claims they, get, they gave to Linda. So I am very sad that I lost this, because I obviously um, said something else. <laughs> now, the next one was actually, we were trying to figure out why within the story, Eve couldn't make it to the sleepover. For episode eight. This For is episode the eight. book so, episode. Yeah, this is where, where they're reading out and uh, Mace shows up in her uh, Chloe cosplay. Supposed is... Chloe cosplay, which we did not agree with. Yeah. Fucking and... IMDb facts. We were wondering, where is Eve? And I'm going to go from the bottom. Uh, (laughs) Lena's suggestion that she is just hanging out with Adam only gotten 12% votes. It wasn't my suggestion. I don't remember that, actually. Wow. I do, because I was the one editing. Okay. And then we considered that she's still tied to a bed, but obviously only 38%. 37% of people agreed with that because that is not how you practice safe sex. Yep. Don't leave tied up people alone. It's dangerous. Unless they can untie themselves. Yeah. Half of you voting actually agreed and decided that Eve is just so tired from round one. Exhausted. That she actually is using this to rest up for the rest of the night. So Mace is off doing something else and Eve is gathering strength for the rest of her wedding night. 50% of you 
agreed with that and i love that thank you it's wholesome that's good it matches me next up we have episode nine and this is another landslide win that we are more than happy with because it is actually what we have been using ever since it came up for the first time and that was what is the name once again for dan possessing lomax body and 80 percent landslide win agrees that le dan is the right answer and what else In- could it be because le spinoza is Funny enough, but Ladan just fucking rolls off your tongue. Ladan is the best, but I do want to point out that the other two options that we came up with, Dancent and La Spinoza, are both very, very solid considering. Although not as solid as Ladan, of course. And so, of course, the final poll I'm gonna steal from you. We cannot really say anything about the numbers because it's still going by the time of this recording. Dead, 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 dead. She's only saying that because she's currently losing. <laughs> I'm gonna be so angry if I'm not gonna if if she's gonna actually win this in the end. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How ma- I can see her logging into her five accounts. If you're gonna mess with the in- investigation, I don't have sock accounts. I'm sorry. Well, me neither. So what? But you're a Misha fan. All of you people have that, don't you know? Oh yes. Yeah, so we can boost him and make him trend. I didn't know. I'm sorry. So, uh, but you can still. Of course, provide us with the details of this poll, even though we will not judge. Okay. Oh, actually, Basically. it just, it just <gasps> updated. Oh, and it my was God. not me. And now we are... Head to head. Head to head. So thank you, random stranger, for voting the right answer just right now. Okay, I am very unhappy with this, random stranger. I think you should go rewatch the episode. And basically, what we are very passionately... Um, Debating. Talking, debating in the finale is at what point Lamech was dead. So basically, was he dead the second Chloe shot him? Or was he going to die the second no. she shot him? We or... were disagreeing which was the fatal part. Was it yes. a deliberate bullet by Chloe? Was it an... Uh, was she trying to kill him with the bullet but she did not hit it uh, she did not hit him accurately enough to actually kill him with the bullet did she accidentally kill him with the bullet it just took a bit more time but she had not intended it or did she even though she hit him with the bullet not kill him but the angel knives impaling himself on the the, the angel knives are what uh, killed him and it was never her, her intention and so currently which would honestly that would roll with the rest of the narrative of the episode the best but it does not imagine mine mm. Anyway, so just clicking through this, I have to say my absolute top one is definitely the ghost Dan touching himself. <laughs> that is my fa- fucking favorite poll of it all. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, I, given that it's just nine polls, I feel like it's it's enough to have one favorite. So I'm gonna go with I touch myself. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ladan because That's I just love Ladan. It just rolls off the tongue. It's beautiful. Okay. And that sums up the Twitters. And so we go to the next thing that we monitor, minotaur, but not sober anymore. So have fun with drunk us. Next up for the stuff we monitor. 
I, of course, have to finalize my obsession matches and title set by numbers. If you paid attention during the last summoning episode, you already know the last two seasons. But for completion's sakes, I'm gonna say them all again. So I will work through season one all the way up to season six. For Obsession of the Week, in Season 1, we did not have that category. In Season 2, I did not count it. If you did, dear beautiful listener, please let us know. For Season 3, I did not count it. If you did, dear beautiful listener, please let us know. No one has since Summoning 5. For Season 4, we counted it, or I counted it, and it was Five out of ten obsession matches, which was an exact 50%. In season five, it was eight out of 16, which again was an exact 50% obsession match. In season six, it was not meant to be because we have a four out of ten obsession match, which is not 50% obsession match. Well, let me redo my no- math. You don't need to do the math here. No, 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 no. You don't need to do the math here. You you need to do the math in the next segment. Okay. The title set one. So, given the fact that season one to three, we don't have the numbers, we have to say we more often than not do not agree. But it's fine because this is what you come here and listen to this episode. <gasps> agree. Exactly. Okay, next up in the stuff we minotaur is title set by. Like I said, if you listen to something five, you already know these numbers, but maybe you already forgot it because you're drunk like we are. So we are going to do the entire numbers from season one to season six. In season one, I did not count them while we recorded, but I went back and I counted the IMDB mentions in the facts and fun segment. And of 13 episodes, only 12 episodes had an actual title. And out of those 12 episodes, 8 episodes were set by Lucifer. Episode titles, of course. In season 2, we had 18 episodes and a whooping 16 were set by Lucifer. In season 3, we had the highest number of any season, which is 26 episodes and an entire number of 15 were set by Lucifer. As I said before, season 4 also, just like season 6, had only just 10 episodes, but 6 of those titles were set by Lucifer. Season 5 had 16 episodes, and again, 6 were set by Lucifer. Only 6? And now, season 6 had 10 episodes, as we all very much know, and only 5. Four of those had a title set by Lucifer first. Giving us a final amount. Vero is gonna give her estimate. How quick can she do muff with a pencil and a paper? 55. That is correct. Did you have also a complete number of episodes? Uh, that is more difficult. And I'm going to say that it is going to be the 79. No, no, it's more. It's 80 something. No. Hold on, what? Including. Oh, fuck, I missed the 12 here. Yeah, including oh, the pilot, it is 93. Yep. But See? we don't count the pilot because the pilot doesn't have a title. So it is 55 out of 92 episodes that have a title are set by Lucifer. 
Which means more than a half. Yes. About 52% of the titles have been said by Lucifer. According to my quick math, just looking at a piece of paper, a bunch of stuff that I just drooled on the fucking paper by pencil. Because in the beginning, he was extremely invasive, but the later the season, the lower the number, which... Not lower the number, lower the percentage. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and that is the loss of our numbers, but that is not the last thing that we monitor. And Minotaur. Okay, Odiest. Odiest. Number. Yeah, whatever. It is time for Lena's questionnaire for season six. Yeah. Disclaimer, episode 10 has not been edited as of yet so episode 10 if there's any questions that we decided to include they're not part of this episode 10 should be edited by the time we record the second part of this so if there are any questions i hopefully will be able to tag them on to the end also i don't remember that we had any questions but also episode 10 was like three and a half hours recording so (laughs) my memory is faulty yeah. Season 6, episode 1. Is it true that the opening driving scene was originally meant to be at the end of season 5? And if so, how was that supposed to be set up or work? Season 6, episode 1. What did Lucifer and Chloe do in the six weeks between season 5 and season 6? Season 6, episode 1. What is in the devil's whiskers, the cocktail that they drink at the dinner? Season 6, episode 1. How come Dan didn't go through at least one hell loop before Lucifer took him out? This can actually be deleted because at the end we learn that he did. Yep. Sorry. Season 6, episode 2. For Richard Spy Jr. Why does the archive with personnel files look like an evidence locker? Do you remember that debate? Oh yeah, I do. I do. Season 6, episode 2. For Scott Porter, a.k.a. Lieutenant Carroll. What was his undercover work assignment? Oh, I really want to ask this question. This is a great question. This is a great question. Season 6, episode 2. Why is Michael in hell cleaning the floor with a toothbrush? And what was the initial plan for his character in season 6? I'm so satisfied this is a thing. Season 6, episode 2. Why did they forget about Malcolm when it comes to who killed Lucifer the best, closest? Yeah, that's so a really because good question. Malcolm was the one. I don't care. I love it. I don't, I don't care. Season six, episode three for Lauren. Why does Chloe always hold a rod in her hand instead of wearing it as a necklace? Oh, I remember that. That's a good question. Season six, episode three for Leslie Ann. What was the graffiti that Mace drew that traumatized the cops so much? <laughs> oh my God, that is a great I love question. That question. It's so good. Season 6, episode 3 for Joe and Ildi. Why did they retire the guy liner? I know we still miss it and there was a poll about it and we all miss it. 80% of us miss it. This is actually marked as a low priority. I'm going to remove that because this is a not low priority question. No, not in our drunk selves. No, in general, because we had the poll and so many people miss it. Yeah. Season 6, episode 4. Where do they find unreleased music? True, that's a very good question. I need to know that. Mm -hmm. Season 6, episode 4. For Amy or Kevin, how was shooting the Dan is a ghost scene in episode 4? Oh, remember when 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 he yells in her face? Yeah. And her hair moves. Yes. Yeah. 
Season 6, Episode 5, Reference to AIM Slowing Down Time. Does Amenadiel actually still have the ability or was it him freezing time in the Season 5 finale? Actually, I kind of want to delete this because this is a boring question. Yeah, it's boring. Good. Season Bye. 6, Episode 5 for Inbar. Background info on her clothing colors slash style changing in Season 6. Because we had questions and everything about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were talk about color coding her outfits. Yeah, great yeah. question. Maybe it's going to be able, we're going to be able to put that yeah, like together with the previous questions. Yeah, if we have a fan with her, then I kind of want to group everything together. Because we also have here the, also we noticed that she is not drinking apple teeny in season six anymore. That is important, I'm sure. Season 6, episode 6 for Ildi and Joe. Was Patricia Belcher bought in as a deliberate Bones reference or was her casting a coincidence? I know the answer to this. 100% on purpose. Okay, but yes. then we can delete it. Oh no, like, no, I obviously it's not confirmed by anybody out there. Ah, but like, okay. it would be so weird if okay, it so was a coincidence. Okay, so you think you know the answer. 99.9% so this is think, for sure. You think you know the answer. Season 6, episode 6 for Brianna was singing or singing with Tom Ellis a part of the auditioning process. And I love this question. That is a great question. Season 6, episode 7. Why is May speaking Dutch instead of Afrikaans as Limim language in this episode? Great question. Season 6, episode 7. How often does game night happen? Twice, like Lucifer said, or once a week? Like Trixie said. Love this question. question. Great question. Season 6, episode 8 for Leslie Ann. What is Mace dressed up as for her wedding night? Because we did not disagree. We did not agree. And there were wrong facts and funs IMDb stuff. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Season 6, episode 9. Why is Wizard Sao Paulo on Lucifer's to-do list? So we had some input in the Discord, which I did not find satisfying enough because this is a writer's reason and not a Lucifer reason. So why would it end up on this list? Yeah, no, I agree. As long as we are not asking it the writers, we're asking it Tom Ellis. So I'm going to add for Tom Ellis. Yes, please. Yes, please. For Tom Ellis. Season 6, episode 9. Why is the scene with Trixie sometimes flipped? Her mole is on the other side of her face. Her earrings are flipped. I do not remember this question whatsoever. Okay, so in episode 9, when we have the Leden Trixie scene, uh-huh. sometimes when you see Trixie, her face is uh, mirrored. And it's easy to notice because she has a mole on her face. So sometimes the mole is on the left side, sometimes it's on the right side. And also she has two different earrings. Oh. And so that also switches sides. Mm-hmm. And this is, in my opinion, a really interesting um, directing question. So this is something that I would like to ask Kevin Alejandro. Because he is the one who directed this episode, right? Yes, but I'm not sure if this is a directing question or if this is a, a, a post question, like editing question. Aren't directors involved? They're probably involved. I'm not sure if they uh, deal with this kind of detail. But we can ask Kevin regardless. He's the most likely person yeah. to, to answer this. Yeah. Okay. Season 6, episode 9. Why did they 
aka the writer of the episode Rafferty, have Chloe drink alcohol at the beach despite being freshly confirmed pregnant? That is a question that a lot of people in the fandom have. So if we get an answer for that, that would be amazing. And this concludes the questionnaire for season six and thus for the entire show. I think you should what you should do, you should write the list and you should introduce it into the Discord in full. Oh yeah. So people can read browse through. Oh yeah. Like we're gonna share this. We no no. So we're not gonna put this in the Discord. We're also gonna put this in the Discord. But we're also gonna include this with the patron post. Yes. So even the patrons who do not want to be part of the Discord have an option to read this. If and when in the future we have the chance to meet different actors and co-creators, co-producers of the show, we will, of course, try to get in as many questions as possible. Mm-hmm. So in February 2023, there supposedly, <laughs> as of now, is Lux 2, mm-hmm. where quite a few of the actors and also Joe and Ildi are planned to be Scheduled. at. Scheduled, yeah. So because we have so many questions, we will ask our patrons, so if you want to be part of this decision process, you need to be a patron. We will ask our patrons if they have specific questions from the questionnaire that are of special importance for them. Mm-hmm. And those questions we will prioritize because obviously the both of us will or have booked fan meets. We are both, are we gold? I think we're both gold. Yeah, yeah, we're both gold. We both managed to upgrade. Yeah. So we're both gold. So we have the meet and greet where we're also going to try to get in questions. We also are going to get all the autographs where we're also going to try to get in some questions. And we're also going to try to be in all the panels where we're also going to try to get in all the questions. But obviously we will not be able to ask all our questions. So the prioritizing order will be influenced by our patrons. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be part of that, you need to be a patron. So to put it out there, this is the last Lucifer official episode. We're going to do a couple of extras. Mm -hmm. But by that point, we're going to be... Closing the questionnaire. (laughs) <laughs> but at that point we're gonna be we're gonna be immersed in another show. Yes. So for you out there, if you want to join or have you been think you you've been thinking about joining our Patreon for a while, please look up what we are gonna be covering. We are gonna be releasing it very shortly if we haven't released it yet. We're also gonna try to have a tier for the old stuff. Yeah, just but we need to figure it out. Yeah, so check out the Patreon work to be done. Yes, check, check out the out Patreon. The Patreon. I'm, I'm sure it'll be there. <laughs> Somehow it's gonna work one way or the other. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you one way. Or the next week. Oh, yeah. Always next week. Or actually, the bi weekly because, uh, yeah, we both have full lives. So I don't see us returning to weekly. Bi weekly is gonna mm. be the thing. Okay. <laughs> This is the end. As the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we... Okay, that was terrible. I am very sorry. It was not as bad as mine. So this is the end of the world as we know it. Now you go. It's the end of the world as we know it. Much better, both of us.
<laughs> but actually, this is the end of my notes. This is the end. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is uh, three hours and 20 minutes before we start saving this. So, holy shit. Also, it's going to be more because we need to insert the polls that we're going to talk about in two weeks. There is a lot to be deleted completely, to be fair. No, there's two things that are going to be deleted and the rest is super gross and weird tangents that are going to be in patron-only parts. Sure. So, if you want to learn about my diarrhea and Vero's random tangents, please become a patron and listen to the bonus. Yeah, like, that's the biggest incentive that we could have put out there. Okay. Incentive, uh, you mean. Yes, that's what I said, right? Incentive is not incentive. Same thing to me. Yeah, it feels like Yeah, I know. Your pronunciation sometimes really makes it seem like the same thing. Okay, uh, let's end this recording because people we love you wait wait <laughs> no, no, we, we need we need we need a uh, blah, 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 blah. we need a transition into the feedback part why don't we do the transition when we're sober because we always do both so that we have both and okay. can pick the better one okay well i think it's time to pour ourselves the last shot of today to cheer us being able to get through our notes before we get to the feedback what do you think i agree and i just want to put this out here before even looking at the feedback having any kind of feedback feels incredibly magical so i can't wait to get into this Shot number who knows what. Who cares what? I'm actually surprised I, ha I have not made an entire mess while pouring this. Holy shit, half, half of this bottle is empty. My shots are clearly smaller than yours. Or this bottle is very big. I can tell you in a second. Okay, so I forgot the word again. Odiest. Odiest. So, thank you, everybody, for listening so far. You are going to be magically transformed into a land of sober people in about three, two, two one. one. Welcome to the second part of the final summoning episode where we talk about the copious amounts of feedback that we received. So for, many. For some reason, it seems that there is a requirement to send in feedback to this podcast. And that is that your name needs to start with a J. Because only people whose name starts with a J have written in. And spoiler, Jesus was not one of it. Oh no, I was waiting for his email we're waiting for a sign no so joking aside we have received three lovely lovely emails slash messages dms with talking points or pointers that uh may might make us aware of stuff that we missed or did not realize or actually got wrong and so I am gonna take us through these three lovely messages. And the first one we have actually received quite a while back, but we saved it for now because this is from Jasmine and she wrote us, Hi ladies, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I love this show and after binging it and being really heartbroken by the last episode, it's been nice to listen to your thoughts and analysis. I am really anticipating your episode about the series end because I think it will help me feel a little better by the big disappointment and my feelings of betrayal by the writers. Thanks again, Jasmine. And as I've pointed out, there was a lot of disappointment back then. And so, well, Vero, do you think that we did this uh, anticipation justice? Do you think we helped? 
<laughs> I really hope so. Jasmine, if you're listening to this, if you didn't throw away your phone when we were covering the last couple of episodes, if you didn't take your car and like pushed it off a cliff as you were listening on the on the way to work, please get back to us and uh, let us know how we did because it is really difficult to go through all of this and I personally tried to bring as much positive to all the recordings as possible mm. and try to balance out Lina really, really noticing some of the issues that have been in the last couple of episodes. Noticing is a very nice word of you to use. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I really, really hope that we have managed to give you a little bit of perspective from both sides. So we are not pretending there are no issues. We're not pretending that... Well, You are definitely not pretending. <laughs> well, we all we know that nothing is perfect. But I am. wow. <laughs> wow. Today on fire. We know that nothing is perfect. However, we like to keep the love for the show and we hope that you manage to find your way through the finale that makes you content and it allows you to enjoy it. The only thing I want to add on to is that during this rewatch, because we binged this the first time for the um, special episode, during this rewatch I had a much easier time relating to those of the audience that were disappointed so jasmine i actually can emphasize much better with your position now and like vero said i really hope that we might have contributed to offer some rekindling of the joy that lucifer as a show brought you before you were as disappointed by the ending so please let us know If you can, or if other listeners out there were really disappointed with the ending or actually felt betrayed by it, because that is a good way of describing how many, many reactions uh, on social media especially were. Let us know how it was listening to our wrap up and um, how you are feeling about it now. And yeah, because if we know something, then it is how it feels to be thoroughly disappointed and hurt by how a show has ended. Mm -hmm. And just because in this case, neither of us felt betrayed by the ending we can absolutely see that this might be the case and we fully understand how horrible that feels because we spend so much time feeling and living and loving these characters and this is a special kind of parasocial relationship with fictional characters and we celebrate their achievements and we suffer with them when they are in pain and when they're unhappy and so of course we have our own expectations and dreams and hopes for them and then when especially a planned finale a planned wrap-up of a story that we have loved dearly and deeply goes into such a different direction than we would have hoped it hurts and so i am fully aware that we have talked at length about various comparisons between supernatural and lucifer because vero and i were both people that were not happy with the with the way supernatural ended in different levels but the sense of betrayal is something that we can emphasize with even if it was not the case with lucifer so i truly truly hope anyone who felt the betrayal refound their joy because at the end of the day so many things and so many moments in this show give us so much joy and also i'm pretty sure all of you found people through this show that made your life richer and better and brighter and so even if the end is something that simply will never work for you i hope you're able to focus on the good parts that you got from lucifer and i did not expect to get emotional on the feedback part <clears throat> right vero no, not speaking right now <laughs> did i make you cry yet <laughs> 
You're going to have to try harder. Uh, yeah, no, because then I'm going to cry myself and I don't want to. Next up, we have another beautiful email from Julie. And Julie writes some of the best emails that we have received throughout the run of the show. So Julie, huge shout out. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all your emails. And I'm not going to read the entire thing, but she gave us two comments about season six that I want to talk about because one actually proves me wrong and so I kind of have to include it because transparency and two one is about a song and so I really want to include it because well we do talk a lot about songs on this podcast so the first she wrote I also have two comments about season six I know we haven't gotten to this episode yet when she wrote this in but I could not get over the choice of unchained melody for the intimate scene in the bunker it's a great song devils in the music perhaps Well, yes, Vero did actually do the Devils in the Music on this. But I totally burst out laughing because I thought it was a joke and half expected there to be a potter's wheel with Patrick Swayze edited in. (laughs) Plus, Ghost Dan and the Whoopi Goldberg reference was already priming the imagination for all of that. And then I realized, oh shit, they're serious. Not sure if anyone else had this reaction. And so I don't know about you, Vero, but I have seen the movie Ghost. I know of it uh Of its existence, I'm pretty sure I've seen parts of it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing, though. Okay, that explains why it was not uh, on the forefront. Because, not gonna lie, when I first watched this, I did not catch on to this. But, yeah, this is a thing. So, if you have not watched the movie Ghost, I highly recommend it because it is a total classic. Also, it's hilarious and cute in many different ways. Spoiler, one of the characters is a ghost. (laughs) What? I know that there is a scene with the potter's wheel and I think they fuck, but he's a ghost. Yeah, no. So there's this famous scene with the potter wheel and this is when you have the song in the background. And so it is a very emotional scene, but it is loaded with sexual tension. And (laughs) the Lucifer scene is a very emotional scene, but there was zero sexual tension because this is actually like part of the evolution because in the beginning of the show Lucifer is such an over-sexualized character and now he is focusing so much on, on the romantic on the soul connection for lack of a better word and so I am actually really wondering if this was like a deliberate thing because right in the episode before that, in episode um, eight, we get the Whoopi Goldberg reference. Because in the movie Ghost, Whoopi Goldberg is a medium that is translating for the ghost, for Patrick Swayze. And so Mace makes this reference when Dan tries to get to speak for him. And so obviously this is a question I would very much like to add to our questionnaire. If they were aware of the connection of Unchained Melody... I'm sure they were. I don't know, but I feel like it would be a funny question. Sure. So if you want to ask it, ask it at a panel where everything's going the wrong way and is getting really heavy and you just come up to the mic and say, so I noticed you used Unchained Melody at the end of episode nine of season six. Why was there no pottery wheel included? Where is Patrick Swayze? Basically, yeah. So this is the perfect question to release all tension just in case we have a a very tense panel or something. Yeah, just set off the tension and have it explode in a ghostly fashion. So I want to really include this. So thank you for pointing this out and hopefully we can share the joy with other people. (laughs) 
and maybe ruin the scene for everyone else in the future. Yay! I will continue reading. My other observation is that in the flashback episode, the one where they read Linda's book, there was a sequence where they show Lucifer leaving Chloe repeatedly and you, as in me, Lena, took solace in the fact that this is that this all happened before Chloe knew the truth about Lucifer. But he definitely left her at the end of season four when she knew everything. And this is a really good point that I want to shortly talk about and then of course find an argumentation that means in the end I'm still right. <laughs> because yes, one of my narratives was when we talked about episode eight was that every time he abandoned her it was out of a basic wrong sense of protection either for himself or for her because she wasn't in the know like she was a gift from god she doesn't have free will i don't have the free will like there's a minute there is manipulation happening yaddy 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 so all of that was my reasoning as to why he kept abandoning her because there were a few instances in the end of season four this is where he goes back to hell. This is when he goes back to hell to rule hell right after the demons came to earth and nearly kidnapped Charlie. And he he leaves her, but he does not abandon her in that sense because they have a conversation. She is fully aware. And as much as it hurts her, Chloe is the kind of person that thinks of the greater good. The greater good. And the necessity of protecting earth from demons mandates that Lucifer has to go hell and so while it is absolutely correct he still leaves her after she knows everything he does not abandon her in the sense that she is worried about i feel basically the biggest difference between this situation and the other situation is every time he left her before he disappeared out of nowhere with no explanation whatsoever while at the end of and no warning while at the end of season four she is told that he's leaving not only she's told that he's leaving but he explains to her why he's leaving and they have a damn good reason (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah and they have a whole goodbye they have a kiss she gets to tell him she loves him he says it was always you oh my god right that was the I love you moment her i love you moment and he says it was always you when he in this moment references the prophecy yeah where when the devil walks the earth and finds his first love yeah he says it was always you so basically he says i love you too he says you're my first love basically (laughs) even though he doesn't use the words so it's a very different situation. Although I do understand where I, I get Julie's point. Julie is the best kind of correct and that is technically correct. <laughs> oh God, the German spoke. But duh. but I feel like we have provided enough um, qualifying arguments to support our arguments in that episode. Julie, let us know if we convinced you. (laughs) Lastly, we have another talking point given to us by the absolute lovely Jay. And Jay sent us for the summoning. What's your thoughts on Rory not recognizing Dan? When Rory arrives back at Chloe's bedside in 610, we see the framed photo of Trixie, Chloe and Dan. So it's something she's seen before. Surely she would have also recognized the police station where Dan was staying too. So is it a plot hole? Are we to believe she is so blinded by her rage that she does not recognize her sister's father? We also never see Dan and Rory interact after Dan finds out she's Lucifer's daughter. 
An apology for getting him stuck as a ghost would have been nice. This is probably my biggest complaint about season six logic. Go! <laughs> so we do have them talking when she tells him that Lucifer is her dad, but we don't have it confirmed, I believe. I remember then, pointing then is out... in the room, but there is no, no, no more no. interaction. They do have a brief conversation, I think. Or maybe the conversation happens just before Lucifer comes back. That might be also uh, the thing. So it's, it, the, I'm pretty sure it's in the same scene. The reveal happens. Lucifer comes and Dan is standing there like, ah, la, 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 trying to warn Lucifer. And Rory basically jumps out of hiding within yeah, Dan yeah, yeah, yeah. and puts yeah. her wings to Lucifer's throat. Yes. And this is where the whole reveal comes that she says... And she then she leaves the... She storms off. Penthouse. Yeah, so no, you're actually right. They so Dan is talk. present when we have the reveal, but from that moment onwards, there is no conversation. Which is true and it's not great. You're absolutely right. I think That is super curious. I did not notice this. When, when I kind of thought back about this talking point, I don't think it necessarily means that she didn't know who he is. She may just have not known the details of Dan's life. So maybe she didn't realize that he would be a great option. Because the way she finds him is that she comes to hell looking for Michael. Because Michael is the one who failed in killing Lucifer. And she wants to know what he did wrong so she can do it better. And by the demon she said, but he, no, no, no. He is not the one who came the closest. Which is where we struggle because we are convinced because that Malcolm, Malcolm actually is actually the one who came closest but the demon says no 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 the human Dan, the man. Dan is the one who came closest and she's like oh okay let's take me to him and I don't think she knows at this point it's done. But the second they walk through the door, she recognizes him. I think. And but I she would doesn't have to, care I, enough yeah. that it's Trixie's father to stop in her crusade to use him. Because she knows that she stuck she gets him stuck on Earth. But yes, she but she also si- knows that he makes it to heaven eventually. Oh. So to her, she doesn't really care about that she knows that Dan will eventually she doesn't really care about what's gonna happen to Dan because she knows that he's gonna end up in heaven anyway because that's where she knows he is in the future. That is actually a good possibility that Rory is aware that Dan is in heaven. So the second she meets him in hell, she knows that in the end, somehow he ends up in heaven. Especially since she is the believer of the loop theory. Yeah. So everything is going to play is out as it's going to play out. Ooh, and she I obviously, like because she played this trick on Mace and everybody else as well, where she pretended that, oh, I don't know who you are. So like, why would she tell Dan that she knows who he is? And also she is a pro in pretending not to know someone. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So that's how I internally... This is a good justification. This is a very good justification. I really like this because when I first read this talking point, I was like, plot hole, plot hole, plot hole. (laughs) Maybe. 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 This is why she avoids him afterwards. Because Because she does not want to potentially maybe fuck up his way to heaven. So she's like, I'm going to stay clear so Trixie's dad doesn't get fucked. Yeah. Because it's my picture and... Like, I want her father to be happy. Yes. I am currently... It's a, it's a bit... It's a bit retconned. It's a, it's a bit of a stretch, yeah. It works. I think we already have the question on the questionnaire as to... Possibly. Uh, 
then and everything because we also talked about the photo and everything. Mm-hmm. So if it if we have the opportunity, I would like to address it, especially with uh, Kevin Alejandro would be one of the persons yeah, to ask about this. For sure. Especially because he is also a director on uh, yeah, some exactly. of the storyline. So yeah. he should know better. Yeah. So, but either way, I, I can work with your theory, and I really like this. You. Jay, please let us know if Vero's explanation works as good for you, works as well for you as it does for me, or if you need some more convincing. Tell you what, what I'm doing now, I'm rewatching season five and season six. I will watch this part with this in mind and see with if it actually attention. works. Nice. I really, really like this. Well done. This wraps up our feedback part, at least when it comes to external feedback. And we didn't talk about this beforehand, so I'm going to spring this on Vero. So, Vero, what is your feedback for six seasons of Lucifer? 99 episodes with me and doing a podcast over two years of the biggest pandemic we've seen in over 100 years. This is not... Okay, I'm not ready for this. Okay. No, <laughs> I did not warn you. <laughs> You're the worst. I know. Okay, well, I, from my point of view, we have gone through a lot. And since, especially in preparation for some parts of this summoning, I went through some of my old notes. And for preparation for some other things that are yet to come, I went through different parts of my old notes and somebody else's notes. You can see so much how we evolved in taking notes, making sure we remember doing our research, stuff like that. And the difference even in editing skills and everything like that, I don't know how it ends up being for you listeners out there, but... I am way more confident in the technical parts as well yeah, as, as the uh, as the actual content. So uh, when I, every time I tell somebody to listen to this podcast, I'm like, if you feel it's not great at the beginning, give it a chance. We get, we get into better. it. <laughs> we get it. Because at the beginning, we didn't really know what we were doing. And it was the first yeah. time we were doing a podcast. And I think we learned so much. And I think we've gotten so much better. And I'm really proud of how far we've and I'm really proud that we have a group of people that are willingly supporting us. And some of them are not even our friends. Some <laughs> of them are completely random strangers who decided to support us financially on Patreon. It's not expensive by any means, but but now we have even the gesture to actually cover our monthly expenses, which was one of the goals that I actually yeah. put down as defining success for us. Yeah, if you remember it is, that, it, it is something that we've talked about this before we started. What do we expect from this? And I feel like we've met. And exceeded our expectations. We talked about this in the beginning before we started, like how, what would be like a satisfying success for us and what would like exceed all of our expectations for this being successful. And my, my goal was like, I want enough people to support us that we are uh, even Steven at the end of the month, basically. Mm -hmm. And we have, we've reached that. And so we seem to be decent enough that enough people decided to join our Patreon that we have um, achieved that quite a while ago, actually. So this is this is something that makes me extremely happy. Before I let you continue on other aspects, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about two years podcasting with you. When we started this, we had met each other twice. We met once in Rome and we met once in uh, London. Thrice. We met oh, once sorry. in Rome, once in Birmingham, once in Birmingham and, and, then... and then once in London. I'm sorry. We have met, we met three times before we started doing and this. 
If you want to know the detailed kind of information on uh, how this podcast became to be, I'm pretty sure this is what we did in the summoning now, uh, summoning one. Yeah, we I went so. step by step what happened, recalling drunkly, and recalling so... what how we did how we done how this podcast became to be, how this came to be. Yeah, and so we started doing this, and we are hilariously enough at the same time very different and very similar people and the ways where we're different caused a surprisingly amount of entertaining and exhausting content because I am pretty sure if we had not had as many disagreements as we keep having this would not have been half as entertaining as it was for people to listen to because when you listen to two people agreeing about everything it is boring as fuck in my opinion yeah. so i feel like this this was important that we had different perspectives be it you being a dan hater in season one and me being a dan apologist or me being so fucking anti-chloe because she's super everything and you being such a, a chloe stan and both of us coming around um organically and like coming to a point where we could not just see the other person's point of view but actually find our own enjoyment of those characters so um that was that was really really interesting and also you driving me mad with certain qualities personal qualities that i'm not gonna (laughs) air out here and also me driving you mad with other certain personal qualities that i'm also not gonna air out here so i also don't think i have spent this much time talking to anyone except one of my best friends during the last two years and i am still not sick of you so Yay! Um, which is uh, like don't get me wrong I, lo- I love all my yeah. friends I uh, <laughs> I love all my friends but both my friends and me are usually um, we're we're like uh, we're taking we're like holidays a- from each other yeah it's like uh, we're, we're like very savory food like uh, you need it in small doses and not too often otherwise it makes you sick <laughs> You know, I know what you mean. No, I I understand that. So that is that is like interesting to me that um, because we both committed to doing this, we worked through every tiny bit of tension that we mm. had during the last two years. And in my opinion, we worked through them pretty well. Um, yeah. Because spoiler, this might be the end of Lucifer, but this is not the end for the Apple of Truth. And hey. so I know this is shocking. Say, yeah, we won't say what is coming yet, but we will tell you. But there is more coming in the future. Um, for now, you guys are getting a few bonus episodes that are going to be for everyone, not just for the patrons. So keep your eyes open because in two weeks time, there's going to be another episode. What? And may I say, it is fucking hilarious. It's, oh my god, I don't think I laughed this hard during any other episode that we've ever recorded. Yeah, so that is absolutely wild. So, uh, Vero, what is your feedback on six seasons of Lucifer, the show? I have to say, going through it like this have made me appreciate so much more. It gave me, we've talked about the music in Mm. grave detail. We've talked about the characters so much. It helped me after the supernatural debacle. It helped me through the pandemic because we've been going through this podcast throughout the pandemic. and, And this is what genuinely was one of the 
most helpful things next to actually doing the podcast to go through this and to to find love and things that I enjoy in a in a procedural yeah it that evolved into so much more and I've said it earlier in this episode even though way more drunkly than I am now <laughs> this little show started out as something completely different than what it ended up and just like we did <laughs> just like we did it it started like a little little wormy cut Caterpillar. Caterpillar. Yeah, that's what I said. Sure. And it, over the years, evolved into something really, truly beautiful and, and filled with backstories. The, the beauty of this is that when it started being really about the characters, we already had such a deep relationship with the characters that we just ate it all up. We just loved every single moment. No, okay, maybe not every single moment. But more than enough. But enough for us to keep wanting more. And enough for Netflix to keep wanting us to give more. Which is, you know, not as often seen thing as anybody might think. Especially if you listen to this, if you find this recording a hundred years from now. <laughs> it was not normal. Lucifer was groundbreaking in this element because we've had shows being dropped and picked up by a different Network. station before. Yeah. Networks kind of playing hot potatoes with TV shows. It happened. But having a show cancelled and getting picked up by a streaming service then restructured into something new and become the most watched TV show ever at the point of, of its airing. That's unheard of. And that is something that nobody expected when when they watched the pilot, when, six years ago, seven years ago? And neither did I when I first started watching this. Because we started this podcast with season four just out, right? I think so, yeah. About, like, it, it just came out the previous year. So we thought that we were getting extra, what, 10 episodes? And we we ended up getting two full seasons and it was incredible and I think we started I think we started right after it got saved or something right no 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 we started it in uh, we decided we were going to do a podcast after season four already aired because neither of us were watching actively when uh, it was still on Fox was picked up June 2018 by Netflix yep yeah it was already saved. It was already, it was already saved. saved. Yeah. So, so it is just such a phenomenon. And uh, ever since that happened, we've seen this happening more and more often with different shows. But it's well, still sorry, none I'm of them. I'm not making sense. Season four already was on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm mixing up numbers because it's late. Um, so of course it was already saved because season four was already out. Yeah. And when we started doing this, we already knew there was going to be a season five. But, but that, that was, was supposed it. to be the last yeah, one. Yeah, that was it. So we knew there was one more season and we thought that would be it when we got into it. Sorry. Yeah. So for me, feedback on six seasons of Lucifer. I did not expect there to be so much material that we would delve into. There is a reason why the first two seasons don't have a, a devil's segment. Not just because we didn't know what we were doing, but also because the first two seasons are very much the cliche procedural in many, many ways. There just wasn't as much meat 
to it. You say that you do a rewatch right now and then you say it again. Compared to the later seasons, the first two seasons don't have as much meat. And that is totally fine. But that was also my expectation going in. Like My expectation was like, okay, this is going to be a procedural. This is going to be nice and fun and easy. And, and all every every single episode is going to be less than hour long. Yeah, like this was... discovering. Yeah, this was the expectation. And like, oh no, like, uh, wow, we have 55 minutes of recording and 10 minutes bonus material. Wow, how long is this fucking episode? And now we record and we have episodes that end up being two to three hours sometimes. Um, And that is what I mean. Like, the later the season, the later the episode, the more depth suddenly was available. And this is something that I did not expect at all from the show. Because... I had not really watched this when we decided to do this. Like, I didn't really know much about it. Like, uh, I had watched some of it on high speed and playing on my fucking phone and shit like that, you know? Like, I, I didn't really care about it much. It was nice. It was entertaining. It was one of many shows that I watched. Like, I would have agreed on many different shows to do with you in a podcast. Lucifer wasn't special or or better than others. It just happened to be convenient because we wanted to go to a convention together. That still hasn't happened, by the way. Yeah, we're st- which we're still waiting for, which is kind of hilarious, I have it's, to say. It's like when Lux was originally supposed to happen when Lux 2 was supposed to happen we yeah. were supposed to be a month away from releasing the first episode then yeah. we were supposed to have a first episode out and now we have a whole fucking we're done podcast about the entirety of a show and the con still hasn't happened I initially only started watching Lucifer because I wanted another convention that I could go to and so I heard that everyone had an amazing time at, Lu- at Lux One, and so I was like oh well I guess I'm gonna watch this then and so I watched it I was like yeah well it's nice enough but like um, in Germany Lucifer was on Amazon Prime and Amazon Prime you can't uh, turn up the speed and when I can't turn up the speed I always have to do something else because I'm, I'm just not engaging anymore and so yeah I, I didn't pay as much attention and I got exasperated by so many different things like I said Super Chloe for example and so the most surprising thing for me was how much depth we actually started to find in this show which I did not expect another thing is I usually don't engage in the fandom as much and because of all the questions that we had and because of social media and everything I actually had much more engagement with this in retrospect than I expected or usually wanted to have and it was it gave me more context and everything and this actually has influenced how I watch other shows nowadays and so That's amazing yeah I think that uh, should wrap up our personal feedback on this right yeah I mean, like you like you said like this was one of the uh fixture points for two years of the pandemic and yes it made a big difference to have the the regularity the the stability of it <laughs> super regularity hey it was it was an amazing <laughs> answer um yeah sorry that's a, that's a supernatural reference to a convention um and the boys no it was a supernatural convention but it was a the boys reference sorry now now it indeed matches. Vero, is there anything else that you would like to say before we cut over to our absolutely fucked up drunken closer of the episode? Oh my god, are we keeping that end? Yes, okay. because it's fucking perfect. Okay, well, I want to say one last thank you to everybody who listens. I'm pretty sure I said it when we were doing the drunk version of this, but I feel like it's going to be a little bit more articulate if I try to say it now. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, everyone out there, for listening. We have so many listens. I could never even dream that with the minimum of promo that we do, we still get new listeners every single day. And I really, really appreciate that. And I'm very, very grateful for all of you out there. Please, I hope that you're going to enjoy the next thing that we're going to do. And I hope that you're going to stick with us. And I love you. Thank you. What can I add to that? That hasn't been said. It is still absolutely unbelievable to me that people would willingly listen to us talk (laughs) and not just talk, but talk for hours at end. (laughs) So um, that is still absolutely wild. And to see people starting to listen and then giving us messages or writing reviews or just seeing the numbers, it is absolutely unreal most of the time. So even that now... Even if now Lucifer ends, like I said, please, if you stumble across this three months from now, 10 months, five years, um, even if at some point we stop doing podcasts, let us know how you like it. Even if it's done forever, because trust me, I will make sure that the email address will forward to us forever. And I work in IT, I can make it happen. Um <laughs> So no matter when you listen to this, be it in the year 2022 or be it in 2030 or be it in 2100, (laughs) Um, even if at some point we're cold and dead in the ground, I still hope maybe this can bring some people joy. As long as it sparks joy. Exactly. As long as it sparks joy. And now cutting over to our drunk selves for the final time. Bye. Bye. Crime soul will devil make sense. Don't overthink it. I actually am really sorry that I didn't appreciate it enough when you did the singing before because that was oh, actually yeah. really, really good. I, I was really trying hard and you just like criticized And I completely ignored it, but it was so good. Yeah, sorry. I tried so hard. <laughs> But in the end, it doesn't doesn't even even matter. matter. (laughs) I love that we thought of the same song. Everyone else. (laughs) Okay, let's end this recording, please. Why? This is beautiful. This is beautiful. I want to open the door. You're beautiful. Just the Just way the you way are. <laughs> oh my God. Just group all the singing together and put it at the very end. No. This is <laughs> part of the podcast. This is I'm what so people sorry. are paying for. <laughs> people giving us actual money for this.